everybody. Hello! We are here with boy, oh boy, oh boy. The companion show to the Boy Oh Boy podcast, Conversations with Gray and JC, Hannah. Hi, everyone. Why are you laughing? I'm so sorry. You're our first guest of the companion show to just laugh at us. Oh, my God. This is a very professional environment. Unabashedly make fun of us. I've heard you pride yourself on your professionalism, and I just Mm -hmm. want to let you know that's not very professional. I hate to seem disrespectful. I think y'all are lovely, and I think that y'all have shown the utmost amount of uh, professionalism for this. So I'm just in awe of it. That's what it is. In awe of it all? I am. I truly am. That's why I can't get the giggles out. This is the humble home studio. I imagine it's also very nerve-wracking. You know, I think after having pizza with y'all and kind of hanging out, seeing all of Grayson's things. I can't believe um, you would spoil it this way. We, we're going to do a big build of us <laughs> going and getting pizza. That's a big reveal for later in the podcast. Let me just say for the audience, they did not tell me about that. This is very impromptu. Uh, and very just no, it's <laughs> put fine. together. It's we ran through now. all these plans during dinner. How uh-huh. do, what do you mean? Okay. That's why we spent so long there. We scripted this whole podcast <laughs> and it's off the rails. Okay. <sighs> Okay, well, Hannah, welcome to the Humble Home Studio. Welcome to Boy Oh Boy. We, we I have known you for a long time, okay? Yeah. You are my sister Zoe. You are her, you're not her, but you're one of her best friends. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, one of her best friends from like middle school. So I've known you for a long, long time. Very long time. Grayson, however. I've also known you for a long, long time. That's a lot. Yeah, I've, I've About known... three hours. Ex- okay, well, that's I've known I've known of Grayson for, like, years. I've heard your name. I've always wanted to meet you because I knew how important you were to Jay, but um, never got to meet you until tonight. So it's upsetting that fun. you call him Jay. What do you call him? JC. At only the people not... in my family call me Jay. My mom just but, calls me that. But to say, I was like, does it offend you? Jeez, no, I've never asked. Offend me. I mean, if you called me Jay Dude, I'd probably be like, no, that, that one's for mom. I mean, my phone, you're yeah. JC, but, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, Zoe calls me Jay. Dad calls me Jay. Mm-mm. It's wrong. I'm going to hit you with this big-ass oh, mic. No. <laughs> the audience heard that, Hannah. <laughs> You've just blown out everyone's headphones. That's so sad. The massive listening oh, audience I'm we've so sorry. accumulated here at Boy Oh Boy. But, Hannah, the reason we have you here today is because you are. You are, you know, just the epitome of a professional. A young professional. Young professional Hannah is what I've heard many people refer to you as. And so, Welcome. Well, Grayson, do you have any questions right off the bat for our very esteemed professional guest? Young urban professional. Er, yes. Young yes, urban yes. professional guest. No. A yuppie. <laughs> That's so cool. Continue. Ask your question. No, no, I don't have a question, JC. Oh. You, you asked just... me if I had a question, and I said no. Okay, I'm so not... sorry. Hannah, do you have questions for I us? I have a question, actually. Oh. Who's... <laughs> no. Guys, what? we don't talk about that. Guys, we don't talk about that. We don't talk about that. Okay. Well, Hannah, when we have guests on this podcast, okay, it's usually a deep dive into, you know, their psyche, um, their traumas, their past. And so I imagine with you, we will have no lack of content. Is that unfair to say? No, I think that's pretty hitting the nail on the head. Okay. You describe yourself as a traumatized person? Um, I would describe myself as like a nervous tumbleweed. Um, and definitely my trauma influences that. Okay. We've had enough conversations, um, again, just surprisingly, where we start getting into, like, deep, dark stuff that you're like, tell me more. And I'm like, okay, well, so. You mean at the pizza parlor? That, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tumbleweed. 
tumble. Ner- we hit, tumbleweed. We drove to Arizona not too long ago, like back in like end of the year, mm-hmm. beginning of this year. And there were so many tumbleweeds, Anna. So many. We hit so many. They got caught on cars. It was wild. Wow. I know. I know. It's a crazy time. It's a crazy time. And then also another question we like to ask on the companion show mm-hmm. is, and this one, you don't have to answer right now if you can't, you know, we can come back to it later, but it's important we put it out there now. What was the last lie that you told? <laughs> and if it happened with us during, it's always interesting when we hang out with the guests prior to the podcast, because this is when we find out if you lied to us. Okay. Is there a chance you may have lied in our conversation earlier? That sounds like there's a chance. I would go so far as to say that sounds like a yes. But maybe she's lied more recently. Maybe she's texted someone in between our conversation and lied. Okay, so are you asking me to tell you what the lie is or yes. if I've lied? Um, I'd like to plead the fifth. So you've lied to the two of us. No, not. No. But you have that was a lie. lie. I'm not going to. Okay, I'm okay. Not. Let's baby steps. Can you remember the last lie that you told? And you're choosing not to tell us? Exactly. Can you give us a time frame? Nope. Okay. This is very, very damning. <laughs> Stop. Um, I think we I were lied to. I thought you said we were going to come back This has later. never happened before. I said it's a very interesting thing. Like, it's never happened where someone's because admitted I to lying to us. But it just happened. Because I can't lie. So that's why I'm like, um, <clears throat> anyway, can we come back to that at the end later? Yeah. yeah. So at the we'll end, we'll tell us several what the lie is. No. no. Um, we'll just um, keep rehashing is this, this over post? and over and no. over until we wear you down. No, this is and a Eventually, you spill the beans. What was the lie? Like, how is it so big that it's like. I don't know. I feel like we didn't talk about that much stuff. We had like one topic and we're not even allowed to talk about that. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah, yeah. This is so, so confusing. I'm. We've been lied to, deceived, censored. Uh huh. I know when we were packing up to leave the pizza shop, she, she said, I, I didn't bring my car here. Who's driving? So maybe she did bring her car to the pizza shop. Maybe a very this is elaborate lie. lie, yeah. That's really messed up, Hannah. Exactly. Why did you lie about that? I don't know why I felt the need to lie about not walking to the pizza parlor. Well, what else did you lie about? That was it. Okay. You Would you pinky promise that was it? Yeah. You would, Grayson, can you pinky promise Hannah? Oh my goodness gracious. That was the only lie you told tonight. Exactly. Pinky promise again on that? <laughs> Look him in the eyes You're and tell dick. him. Lick him in the eyes and tell him that was the only lie you told that tonight. That was the only lie I told. So where is your car? It's at the pizza parlor. Okay. Just making sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, Hannah. JC, I can't believe she would lie over a pinky promise. That's insane. I've never seen it That's before. That's unacceptable. I've never seen it before. <sighs> and to think we trust this woman in government. Mm-hmm. You are a young professional in politics. We neglected that last part. A earlier. young urban professional in politics. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's where the second P comes from. Grayson. I, I said Grayson making direct eye contact with you, Hannah, because I meant to say your name. Mm-hmm. JC. <laughs> oh, okay. Hannah. Mm-hmm. What, 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 describe what you do. Describe who you are. Okay. Um, so I, as I keep emphasizing, I'm a young professional in politics. I actually am a chief of staff to a state representative, and I've worked in politics for a little over five years mm-hmm. worked in campaigns worked in the legislature um done a lot of different campaign schools and really done everything i could to i guess integrate uh integrate myself with the world and just obtain as much knowledge as i possibly can i went to 
get my bachelor's in government solely for that and i got my master's in public administration and urban planning because i knew those were policy fields that were really important to me and i just again wanted to be a more efficient civil servant so it's kind of how i've been you know uh-huh. in the world I hate y'all for laughing at that. No, I was being serious. I was laughing at the siren. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> it, it was it was more of the sirens. But Hannah, thank you for that explanation. Mm-hmm. So like that that's kind of how you would define yourself. Like if someone is new and they're meeting you for the first time, that is kind of like what you're hitting them with. Um. Well, no. I mean, I think if I'm introducing myself, you know, just say, I'm Hannah. I'm 26 years old. Uh-huh. Um. I like a plethora of different things. Let's see if we have something in common. Um. I don't know. I can't think of like one thing that's like really important for people to know about me right off the bat. Besides, yeah. like you wouldn't tell them that you're a pathological liar, though. <laughs> no, I would not tell them that. But it would maybe uh, be true. <laughs> no that statement. Okay. It wouldn't be true because, unfortunately, despite me working in politics for as long as I have, um, I am not a good liar in my personal or professional life. This so. is just insulting. This you is not true. To you lying just to lied us. to my face. No, I know. I know. I don't know why I felt the need to lie about my car, guys. It's just. The weather, I don't know. Mm. I didn't want y'all to think less of me. Everything so, so far has been a series of deceptions, Jason. We're being gaslit by the po- first politician we had on our show. We're being punked. We know. are being punked. I don't know if I could be considered a politician. I'm a political staffer. I'm a political aide. Are you, you allowed to tell us what uh, representative you work for? Um. Well, I mean, it's pretty public. I'm on LinkedIn and stuff, so. Well, you um, haven't said your last name. God. The audience only knows you as Hannah. My sister hangs out with a lot of Hannahs. It could be any one of them. That's true. That works in the Capitol. <laughs> <laughs> but no. Could you that, tell us your full name and social security number? Um, I'm going to politely decline. Okay. Um, she was so polite in declining. For though. the full name part or the social security part? Uh, both. Por que no los dos? I'm going to say no to both. Whoa. We're, so I'm okay. going to maintain some anonymity. We'll call myself Han. Han. Okay. It's okay. a little late. It's a, yeah. We've passed but this threshold. It's okay. It's okay. That's unkind. So what representative? No. Oh, okay. Well, what are the, the defining, because we heard, okay, we heard your introduction to a stranger. We heard your kind of like professional introduction, you know, uh, but like, what are your core defining characteristics? Who is Hannah? Jay, I feel like you could answer that better. I don't know what my... Me? Well, I don't know. Well, I don't... You... I've only like known you like on like more than a surface level, like within like the past year and a half. That's true. Um, I know because he's always been my best friend's little brother, but uh-huh. um, I don't know. Um, I guess at my core, I know I like to pride myself on thinking that um, I'm a kind person. I like to go out of my way to treat people with kindness or how I would like to be treated. So whatever I can do, opening doors, complimenting people or little acts of service that I just think. Can would... you hit us both with a compliment? Well, yeah. I th- oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> it was the way y'all didn't see it, but the way he perked up was just adorable. Um, Jay, That's a compliment. I... I'll take that. Oh, no. well, I can actually. I can get more compliments. Oh my god, this is incredible. Oh my god, Grayson better. I get expect two, an too. equal number of compliments. Yeah. Okay. Now. Well, so uh, as y'all heard, I've known Jay for like ever. That's not, that's a um, fact. That's not. That's a, not a compliment. No, stop it. Okay. I was like, I've known him forever, um, so I've got to see him grow up. Uh, I remember uh, seeing his artwork as, like, a kid, and now he's doing tattoos as an adult, doing these incredible things, and I'm allowing him to just, like, freehand draw something on me with a tattoo pen. Because We're I'm doing so... that freehand? Oh, well, I don't know how you're going to do it. I don't know how tattoos work, guys. You have to do a freehand. Oh, <laughs> okay, well, I know I'm trusting him to just, like, 
I don't know. Not we'll put a stencil on there. Yeah. Well, okay. I was like, I, but I trust him to permanently mark my body with ink because like I trust his artistic abilities that much. And he's just done some incredible things over the years. And then Grayson, I mean, I'm just in awe of how like pretty his apartment is. I really love like everything in here. And I just think it's very eclectic. I think he's got a very unique personality and each thing that he has is perfectly tailored towards that. And I just, I don't know, we're recording in his room right now. And I'm just like, I look around at everything and I'm like, wow, this is a cool room. It's a cool apartment. He's when a cool guy. When you started that compliment by saying, I'm in awe of how pretty, I thought you were going to say he is, which he probably feels really let down now. I am kind of let that. down. Oh, well, I'm sure you're, I mean, you're a lovely person with pretty oh, hair. Oh, doubling down on it. That's, <laughs> no, well, this I is think, a personal attack. It was technically What do you mean? I think people can be physically beautiful and like have a pretty personality and it carries outside, but like, no, you're <laughs> but, it but I'm not one of these people. No, I'm so sorry. It's Darn. Like, that is terrible. possible. You just don't meet the oh. criteria, which is tough. I think you got very nice hair. I think you're very handsome. You're very there tall. There you go. There we go. Oh, that's so You dress so very kind. well. Not like a serial killer, like the way Zoe's insinuated. Zoe did insinuate you looked like a serial killer. Uh, this is true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but Hannah, that's so nice. I noticed one of the words you didn't describe yourself with is honest. Um, no, we're not playing this. Okay. <laughs> okay. Would you say the man that you work for is a good man? Yeah, I think he's an incredible man. Um... But you don't want to associate yourself with him. No. <laughs> Y'all are so mean. <laughs> no, I think he's an, an incredible man. I worry more about me um, being associated with him and y'all being, um, I don't know, very intrusive. And we start talking about something that might reflect mm -hmm. poorly on intrusive? my job. Let me ask what? a nice question. I would love to hear what you think a nice question is. <laughs> I was going to ask what made you want to get into politics. Oh, I actually love answering this. No, you, this. Should, you shouldn't ask, ask that, no. So, no off limit. That's might be a little too prying, question. too personal. So I actually uh, got into politics. It's a, little, it's a little convoluted, so bear with me, guys. I'm going to try to do this as short as I can. Okay. But um, I was always involved in like student council when I was in high school. And then when I went to community college and I was there, I was still actively involved on the campus and I was involved with like registering voters and getting kids like civically engaged to turn out for elections. And I just thought it was a really fun like hobby. Um, I was going to community college for biology because um, I wanted to be a dentist and I knew I wanted to transfer to university for biology pre-dental. Like that was my plan. But being involved with politics was just like a really fun hobby. And then when I transferred to UT Austin and when I was there and I saw how politically motivated everyone was and the campus being a stone's throw away from the Capitol, just seeing that kind of like activism, I just kind of thought I hadn't considered anything else besides wanting to be a dentist. Why don't I consider like this hobby that I really like? People seem to be making a living doing it, so maybe I could too. And so on a whim, right before Thanksgiving break, I switched my major to government and I was lucky enough that I was hired by my boss, who's my boss now, like over five years ago. Who you he, won't associate with. He hired me as an intern and uh, I haven't looked back since. And so I've made a, I've been lucky enough to be able to make a career out of it because my entire family was, to say horrified is such an understatement. They were a little pissed that Thanksgiving. <laughs> well, they were wanting a dentist. They were wanting a dentist. Yeah. What's your, because you have a sister. I Any other sister. siblings? No, just my sister. What, what's your sister doing? She's a sous chef at Nordstrom. She's one of the youngest sous chefs in like Nordstrom history. Nordstrom. I thought it was gonna be like American history, but 
no, Nordstrom's Nordstrom. pretty good. Yeah, so she was offered to be a head chef too, and I think she would have been the youngest uh, had she accepted. She's Nordstrom, the department store. Yeah, my impression was Nordstrom is where you buy clothes. Yeah, so there's like a like fancy little like restaurant inside them. Wow. I I, I, I didn't know that either until she started working there. But like super overpriced sandwiches, but like super delicious. Uh-huh. I just on a Sunday, I'm not going to go there. I'm going to go yeah. to New World Deli or something. That you makes know. Sense. <laughs> but if you were um, to go there to Nordstrom for your food, do you get it on the house? Uh, sometimes she'll be able to treat me. Other times she won't, oh. and I'm like, ooh, that sucks. It stings. That's tough. But she'll make me creme brulees, and so that's my favorite dessert. So. That's so kind. Yeah. That's so kind of her. Okay. So, but again, they were looking for breadwinner Hannah, who's bringing in the dentist money. Yeah. Well, I think they also wanted the bragging rights associated with saying like, you know, Dr. Reinhardt, you know, DDS or something. Mm-hmm. And, um, Not you know, DMD? No. Dr. Who? When, isn't it DDS? Because like dental surgery? doctor of dental that's surgery that's what dj is or dj is gonna be yeah so i was like there's different ones that you could do but like so that's what i was anyway um i think that that's really what they had kind of wanted um but i think they're somewhat i mean i think they're proud of me now they come to our community events they see what Let's i'm doing go. so i think it's nice yeah that's good and you've made a career in it so <laughs> far you're making a living i am which so is far, impressive. Until this podcast comes out. Until, well, yeah, that'll be tough. Careers that'll over. be tough. Which y'all. you have graduated now with your master's, right? Yeah, just a couple weeks ago. I was pretty uh, thankful for that because things were looking a little bleak towards the end. Um, I I just started seeing a new therapist not even a year ago. Let's go. And um, when, you know, you go through the process when you meet a new therapist, you have to start like introducing yourself, talk about your traumas and whatnot and give backstory of what you're dealing with like in life. So I started seeing her in like, I don't know, March. And I was telling her at the time, I was like, yeah, I should graduate in December. I should graduate in December of last year. And, you know, come like May or come the summertime, I was telling her, I was like, I'm going to drop out. I can't do this. Oh my God. And I was freaking out. And then she was like flipping through her notes. She's like, aren't you supposed to graduate in December of this year? Like a couple months from now? I was like, I can't do it. I can't make it till then. She's like, I think you can. I'm sure you can. I was like, I don't think so. And then again, you were not your sister's birthday, but things were looking a little rough at that birthday party. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So anyway, things were just really rough that semester. I'm really glad I made it through. I'm really glad I got that master's degree and that certification in urban planning because that sucked. That was really difficult. Yeah. Very, very difficult. But now with your master's, you're still not a doctor technically. So you- no, but I do want to get my uh, PhD. Um, and so uh, I'm definitely looking at like urban planning schools like ut's got a really great one that i'd like to consider but just with the process of getting Uh my master's i had originally thought i would because the program i went to um for your master's a lot of people use it as like a launching point into a phd program to do like your dissertation because you write this long research paper um you know delve into one policy topic and then present it to faculty and kind of quote-unquote defend it um so it's almost like a mini practice dissertation, although nowhere near as hard. Like, please, anyone who's listening to this has a PhD. Don't be horribly offended. Many um, PhD holders are listening. Exactly. Many PhD holders um, in, um, in pol- pol- politics, politics, in politics, in urban planning. Urban planning. So really big audience. <laughs> exactly. Well, so I just don't want to step on any toes and make someone think that it was more difficult than it was. But um, that's yeah. one of the most confusing job types. Like, if you went by urban planner Hannah, I'd have no clue what you do. That's so. Well, like, no, I mean, that wouldn't be, I mean, unless I was a such with like a city, I'd be a city planner mm-hmm. or something. Okay, okay, okay. Um, but no, but like, yeah, I would have like a degree in like urban planning. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, um, 
Yes. But the point is the dream is still alive. The dream is definitely for, still alive, but I've been okay. humbled. I'm not going to do that stuff before I'm 30. Your sister and uh, McKenna would actually probably kill me because they know how miserable I was um, during school. So they'd yeah. Be like, well, you were just wait. describing to us when we were at pizza um, that you are getting to these cycles of um, depression every like single semester, it sounded like. So like more school just doesn't sound ideal. But so the cycles of depression, I mean, obviously it's like cyclical. It's not necessarily because of school, although school is definitely a stressor that's added on top of things. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just definitely issues with me. I have a lot of issues not knowing how to cope with some outside stressors that just are unavoidable, but I don't know how to cope with them um, in like, you know, my relationships with people. Um, I struggle with like internal conflicts. I struggle with conflicts with other other people. I struggle with, um, I put too much pressure on myself, um, from how I was raised that I'm afraid of failure, but I'm also afraid of like not trying and being held back and then hating myself because of it. So I do too much. I take on too much and then I crumble underneath it and I look up and I'm like, why is this happening? Um, but some of it's self-inflicted others. I just get put into a situation where I'm like, I don't even know how I got here. People just think I'm, I feel like I've been faking it enough that people just think I'm more competent than I am. Mm. And then when they think that of me, I'm like, oh my God, I can't like fail them. But I'm like, oh my God, like I'm going to fail them. Yeah. So. What would little you think of you? Like what would 17, 18 year old Hannah think of current Hannah? I think she'd be a little sad I wasn't a dentist, but. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, What would 20, whenever you switched fields from dentistry, beginning politic Hannah. To think about how far I've come um, for my, like, for my career to have achieved as much as as I have in, you know, not even a full five years, it's incredible. So if little me could see myself now when I was just starting out as an intern, I'd be shocked because I used to have two, three jobs just because I knew, like, I needed to keep my political job, which didn't pay me anything. I wanted to be able to keep that to get that experience because I believed in the hustle and grind that was going to be necessary for it. Um, and But it was really difficult. There was a lot of times where I struggled and everyone told me it was just stupid. Like, you don't come from an affluent background to where you can do this as a hobby. Like, you know, a lot of people that are able to be do unpaid internships, it's because their family can support them. And like, I didn't have that. I didn't have a safety net. Solely me. I wasn't doing a good job of it either. Um, and, you know, it was just really, uh, it was really difficult. I understood why everyone was so worried about me, but I had this like stupid determination. I was like, I really want this to work out. And um, then I ended up losing my job, my, my political job because of COVID. Um, you know, my boss couldn't pay me anymore. I went on unemployment horribly depressed then i had to get some odd jobs um i was a personal assistant to this one very eccentric man who just like what does that mean uh, he this man let me let me just give a little tidbit about this man During, i'm very concerned because she just previously described me as eccentric oh. so no, I said you had an eclectic like collection that's different i didn't reflective of my personality mm-hmm. if i recall Well, but uh, eccentric you know just means a very fun, vivacious personality, I think. I mean, he so was... So this guy was a fun, vivacious personality. <laughs> no, well, he... So he, he he was a lovely man, but the thing was... So... Fun. Okay. Huh? Vivacious? Fun. Yes. Well, okay, he had a... He, I knew... Okay. I worked for him, but I could tell, like, he's... He's not a bad guy, but 
he he's was done some bad things no he <laughs> was no he was obviously very privileged so so again like this is a job that i took because i had just gotten fired i was on unemployment i was trying to be a virtual personal assistant to someone and he was a very rich uh. man um and so my job one of my tasks that he had assigned me was he was so sad because of covid not being able to have parties anymore great gatsby-esque parties from what he described so he wanted me to find a nurse that would like live in his house and vaccinate him and his friends and test them regularly so he could have parties because he was so sad. Mm. So like that's an example of like one thing. And I hated that job because he stressed me out so much because he asked for the world. And I was like, I, I literally am calling everybody. The service does not exist. Yeah. Um, How much did you get paid an hour when oh, you were assisting this eccentric man? Oh, I think I got paid like, I don't know, maybe $13 an hour. So like it wasn't and bad. And he was asking the world of you at $13 an hour? He 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 asked, well, because it, it was... But he didn't receive, you're well, saying. Well, so he, he asked, he didn't receive. But uh, it was not only that, but I was also doing grant writing. So I was applying for like um, federal grants where mm-hmm. they were asking for companies to be able to say like, hey, bid on this job. And so I was also doing that as well. Um, which again was super stressful, but everyone liked me at that job and they thought I was competent. I was like, I am not, this is wild. Then I got a job at a university and that was the first time I ever had like one job in my entire life. It was crazy. This was the entire job. I paid all my bills with it. It gave me health insurance. It, and that was the first time I'd had health insurance since I was like a kid. Was- I'd love to talk more about this milestone. Oh, okay. But we are rushing past the eccentric man. Oh my God. <laughs> um, let me see. What else about the eccentric man? Um, what was his name? First and last. No, uh, I'm not doing that. First. Initials. No. He was, he was, he was a nobody. I don't, y'all would definitely not That's know hurtful. who was. you probably hate to hear His that. initials were JB. It was Jeff Bezos. <laughs> That's insane. No, y'all are thinking someone were bigger than this. Were they in San Antonio? Because you were in San Antonio, I assume. No, it was a virtual assistant, so he wasn't in San Antonio. Okay, okay, okay. Do you know his address? No, I don't remember oh, it. okay. I'm just curious. Well, don't remember, but might you have it like written down? No, not anymore. I used to. Because the parties, you just have to tell people where to go. Well, no, I For never these had these illegal to... COVID parties you put on. Legal COVID parties. No, he wanted, again, he wanted me to find the nurse. I never found the nurse that would do that no, job So for he him. never had an illegal COVID party that you know of? Oh, I'm sure he probably did. No, but he and his <laughs> husband were, uh, like, they were, they were immunocompromised. Like, so, like, that's why they also took it seriously. But they were, they were hyper paranoid, but they really liked having parties. Mm-hmm. So. Do you think um, using the word eccentric to describe a gay man is a microaggression? Think Most so. definitely. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I describe, <laughs> but I describe lots of people. Like I don't necessarily set that aside. To describe anyone. Mm-hmm. Well, you describe Grayson as it. It's been used twice in the course of this podcast. I don't remember you being called eccentric, though. See, I said we you have an eclectic c- collection. That's what I said. Luckily, it's all recorded. It so is. Maybe. It is. It is. It is. Maybe okay. I'm mistaken. Who knows? But the, you never met the man either. Just Zoom. Oh, would he recognize you, do you think? No. Oh, How long did you work for him? Not very long, but I have blonde hair now. My hair's cut. I don't wear my glasses as often. Your hair's not super blonde. Like, if I were to, like, if you said... Oh, I dyed my hair last weekend. You didn't notice it. I, when was the last time I saw you before last weekend? What? Oh, wait, you mean between last Thursday and today you dyed your hair? Yes, and you didn't notice it. Ramen Tatsuyo is a dark place. Whatever. Was it not? Mm Mm-hmm. It's the ambiance there. It is the ambiance. But, Hannah... But congratulations on your dyed hair. I still wouldn't... Looking at you, I wouldn't be like, that's a blonde person. Like, there's some blonde to the hair, but, like... Grayson? I'd still call you a brunette. I, I would say probably brunette. Interesting. Yeah. With, like, some blondish streaks, especially near highlights. the bottom. Yeah, yeah, highlights, baby. If it was curled, I think y'all would see it a little bit more, but it's definitely fallen over the day. It's been okay. a... My day started at 6.30, so Was I'm today tired. a pleasant day, Hannah? 
Yeah, actually, today was. I was a little sad that my uh, I do this thing called Gold's Fit. That's like CrossFit at Gold's Gym. Mm-hmm. I checked with my coach the night before. He swore, looked me in the eye. He said, "Hannah, I'm going to be here at seven in the morning." I said, "Great." I get there at seven in the morning. He does not show up. I don't leave the gym till I don't leave the gym until about eight thirty. He never shows up. I was like, I'm a little pissed at you, Patrick. To be fair, maybe you have some unrealistic expectations, Hannah, because now I've hung out with you today and last (laughs) Thursday, and you've arrived like exorbitantly early on both occasions. No, okay, but like I said, I so the classes. So it wasn't just me. It's it's a class that you register for. Um, It starts at seven and. Yeah, I was just there, and That's I did. Up. I did the workout. I mean, I did the workout, modified workout on my own, but I was kind of just like. But you're still paying for a membership. I mean, I am, but like, I don't, I because I don't have the equipment that I was using. I definitely fucked up my back. I don't know how to use. I don't know how to do kettlebell swings today properly. Today you messed up your back. I definitely, yeah. I, I well, yesterday I think I messed up my back, and then today I definitely messed it up a little bit mm-hmm. more. So like record because you just said the f on the podcast oh. is that something that in the future with your grand political career that you're bound to have which you will have is that something that will affect you negatively i don't think so i think we're all allowed to have you know we're all allowed to have slip-ups and that was a slip-up did you apologize for your slip-up <laughs> do you regret Stop. it now no i don't i don't regret saying that i um messed up my back um but you might regret it in the future. No, well, okay. So one thing that I at least pride myself on is at least if I'm so in everyday conversation, yeah, I've been known to say a curse word. But if I'm yeah. ever mad or having a conversation with someone where it's like a direct confrontation, I will. I won't raise my voice. I won't cuss at you. I won't say anything that's like attacking you as a person. And so it's like, I mean, if I in my everyday casual life when I'm amongst friends, Grayson, I hope one day we can be friends. Um, oh, shit. We're not friends then, already? This um, is so hurtful. Would you have described Hannah as a friend if I'd asked my you? My best friend. Wow. Oh, that's sweet. Well, I just met him tonight. so Not I, anymore. I, man, I can't make these wild assumptions, so I don't know, but that's sweet. Because I, I, I talked about it with both of you guys at the pizza shop earlier, that my mother, who has known you, Hannah, for a very long time, you I know, and has met Grayson on a few occasions, you know, um, had predicted that the two of you would not get along with one another. This was the prediction. That's, I think that's so funny. I'm going to definitely ask your mom about why. Uh-huh. I think she assumes Grayson's, like, very conservative, and she knows you're, like, the opposite of that. But and I think that why was Why does she think thing. I'm very conservative? I gotta ask Heather. What have you been telling your mother I, about She's me? met you. It's not my words. I've never said a political word to this woman in my very life. Very political. Very political, Grayson. This is so messed up. I'm getting judged. Well... By Heather. Yeah, <laughs> by Heather. <laughs> Just to clarify. I mean, who's to say? Who's to say for conservative? Yeah. Who's to say? I mean, I think it's all a spectrum too. You could be conservative on some issues, very liberal on others. I mean, to clarify, I am very conservative. I'm a fascist. Okay. But his mom shouldn't know that. Exactly. Has she had a conversation with you about fascism? <laughs> Well, I mean, I don't know what kind of conversations. I mean, Miss Heather, we've had some like conversations in Vegas at four in the morning. I'm like, how am I talking about this with you? What, like, so, such as? No, I just mean, you know, uh, I you sometimes mm-hmm. you stumble onto these conversations with people that you don't realize. Like, again, I've opened up, I've bared my soul to Jay randomly at like a like we were at this like outdoor place for um, her mom's birthday, and then at one point, meanwhile, brewing. Yeah, and at one point, Jay was just like, "So, have you been committed before?" I was like, "No, not yet." <laughs> conversation jay and i were having and your mom asked me about it she's like oh so what were you and jay talking about i was like we were talking about like mental health and stuff 
It's and true. I remember you get your therapy sessions for free. Yeah. Yeah. So it's that's exciting. why I thought it was um, funny. So that's why I just mean like you can have these random conversations with people. But so. Heather, Heather, of course, Miss Heather is not a very politically minded person. I mean, I don't think she's like apathetic to. She used to tell me politics are bad. Well, okay. Some people. Politics are bad. So I, I think that some people use politics incorrectly and i think that him well i think that do you think i use politics incorrectly grayson unfortunately i don't know you well enough to make that kind of decision so what question apparently heather does what clarification do you need no i would just have to see how grayson is because he could tell me one thing but if i see that he behaves differently then i'll kind of know well yeah but right now we're just talking right so if you were to believe the words because i personally don't operate under the assumption everyone's lying to me Mm -hmm. you know so in her case you probably should well i've learned i've learned since we started this podcast but like if you were to ask grayson's question grayson questions to gauge where he lies on the political spectrum what would those questions be Mm. feel free to ask hannah's preparing Mm -hmm. for the listening audience (laughs) well no i'm just looking at grayson he's just looking at me very knowingly i don't know grayson um tell me about your thoughts about politics in general I hate it all. I hate politicians. You sound like Heather. (laughs) But continue. Yeah, I'd love to hear more. I hate all the politicians. Tell me why. Um, They're all evil and corrupt. So tell me what makes you make such a blanket statement like that. Because uh, institutions of power inherently corrupt people. The greater the power, the greater the level of corruption. And there's no force more powerful than the United States government in the world today. Okay. Interesting. What say you, Hannah? No, I mean, I, you know, I completely understand the stance he's taking um, as far as absolute power corrupts. And once you have it, again, once you're an incumbent, I mean, unless you do something to really screw up, you're... Like go on a podcast or something uh, crazy like that. Y'all are, I'm never going to come back on this again. <laughs> this is so sad. Um, no, but I just mean, um, I, I understand what Grayson's saying, but... Um, call it naivety or optimism but um i truly believe that there's truly um good altruistic people out there that just want to you know act as in service leadership and so um you know i know that that's kind of why i'm involved in politics it's why i don't get paid a lot of money i get paid a civil servant salary um because i truly enjoy what i do and i want to help the people of texas but um I know not everybody feels that same way, so... Sorry, Hannah. There have been some loud sirens tonight. I know. I know. I'm going to try not to take it personally. Even though Grace started laughing before the sirens, but it's okay. No, I was laughing for the sirens. Don't worry. So, anyway. But I, I understand, like, some people, that's just how they feel about politics. And you can't do anything to change their mind. Um, who is your favorite president in recent American history? What is recent? I don't know, like, Kennedy after... I guess I really liked Obama. War criminal. Okay. Would you ever commit a war crime, Hannah? No, but I feel like too guilty over like, I can't even like smash a bug. Like I'll have to like shoo it out or something. Like I can't do it. Mm-hmm. Or I'd have to make my poor little cat Cedric. I have to be like, Cedric, please go do it. Do You'd it order me. someone else Obama to commit a war crime. Strike it. Stop. <gasps> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Well, Hannah. Hannah, what what do you do currently in your like your job right now where you find yourself being like okay this is like wh- how do you get to exercise or like act on that altruism that got you into the field 
Um, so right now I recently got promoted a couple of months ago. Um, and so I'm, I'm still stepping into this new role, trying to move away from my old one, but you congratulations know. on the promotion. Thank you. I, I really, are you going it. to abuse your power in any way? No. She got promoted. This is such a negative, <laughs> pessimistic outlook, Grayson. What do you mean? Such a sad assumption. So she's young professional Hannah. Young urban professional Hannah. And we had two P's in there somewhere as well. What was the second P? Political. Political professional. Young urban political professional. Hannah. Yeah, exactly. Um no, so one thing that I like doing, um, constituent casework. So people reach out to us because they're having various issues with different levels of government and our office tries to um, you know, elevate the issues in a way that it will get responded to in a timely manner. Because some people, it's just sad, but some of the systems are so overworked and overburdened that they can't respond. Um, and so our office steps in and tries to be the conduit between the constituent and the agency. Um, and so it's always nice when you're able to actually help someone and make a difference in their life. Um, I like that. I also like working on le- meaningful legislation. Um, and so things that I know are going to benefit, you know, millions of Texans, that truly means the world to me. It's going to go on long after I'm no longer a staffer. Like I like sometimes reading through the code and you can see like what session it was passed in. And if you go look it up, you can like see like who the staffers were associated with it. You can read more about it. And I hope that someday someone will like be reading through the code and be like, Hey, that was like, that was a really good build. And maybe one day like they'll be like, associate me with it, you know, like, or, like, I know I'll always associate myself with, like, certain, like, accomplishes, uh, accomplishments, and so... What bill are you proudest of? Um, so, the bill I'm most proud of that's passed so far, um, we filed this bill last session for two continuous six-month periods of Medicaid coverage for children, and the reason why that was so important is because, um, especially in Texas contract workers are very frequent um like people that work out in like fracking fields um you know sometimes you're going to get a lot more hours in one month versus another month and so when you average it out when you average out like your income over the course of a year you'll see that your poverty wages you'll see that you're making you know not enough to support a family but if you look at just like a snapshot for one month when maybe you were just getting a lot of hours and it was just incredibly busy it looks like you're, you're, if you think that times 12, you're like, oh, well, you definitely don't need government assistance. Your kids don't need government assistance. When that's not the case, as I said, if you average it out, you realize, like, oh, my God. Like, So um, this bill just made it so it reduced the burden on families because there's so much um, administrative red tape. You know, if you have multiple kids, you each have different, like, enrollment dates. And each kid, you have to resubmit, like, income checks for each kid. Um and again, your income, if it fluctuates even like a little bit, then your kid could fall off of Medicaid before, even though you'd be like, it was one month, I'm right back in the poorhouse. Like it's the next month, I didn't get any hours. Um, but it was still, again, just bureaucratic red tape. Now you get two, two six month coverages or two six month periods of coverage. Um, and this year we're carrying it forward again for just 12 months of coverage. So just one continuous year, which I think will be super beneficial. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. That was a huge deal. Um, my favorite bill is actually like my personal gardens protection bill. It makes it so like HOAs and uh, cities like cannot um, ban you from having backyard chickens or rabbits <gasps> or 
uh, prohibit where you have a personal garden, like on your property. If you have a front yard, a side yard, or a backyard, it can go wherever you want. Can I have a chicken in my apartment? Um, no, because you still have to be able to like put it in a pen and stuff. It's backyard chickens. On the porch? Um, I'm going to say no. Damn it. Anna, I know. I know. this is the bill you're proudest of, and I can't even have a chicken on my porch. Right. If you get a backyard, though. Okay. At your parents' house. Then I can get a chicken. Yeah, That's for all of Texas? Yeah. So, before HOAs are banning chickens? Uh, yeah, HOAs don't like backyard chickens. Um, a lot oh, of, is this loud? Uh, yes, loud, noisy, people think that they're dirty. So, like, San There's Antonio... No. So, like, San Antonio actually has a city ordinance that allows you to have, I think, up to five chickens and a rooster. So, like, you're able to do that in San Antonio, but a lot of cities don't have something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people, the main draw of having a backyard chicken is obviously a reliable source of eggs and especially right now if y'all have seen the cost of eggs everyone's talking about it having a reliable source that you're getting right from your backyard that'd be great something to supplement your diet for your family um kind of give you some kind of independence from the you know supply chain of these grocery stores that like i don't know if y'all have been like i went to a trader joe's over in b cave there's like literally nothing that's like, my trader joe's okay that was cr- i asked him i was like yeah, this is crazy he was like we have it, the icy roads out of dallas we haven't gotten shipments in a lot of stuff like the power went out we had to lose a lot of things people took whatever they you know we didn't throw out like mm-hmm. um so anyway this bill is supposed to just again make it so people can feel independent um and reliant and not be so scared in cases of like disasters like this and so it's a really important bill to me. I don't mean to put on my like tinfoil hat, be a doomsday prepper, but I think we should all just be a little have independent, chickens. you know? Have chickens, have rabbits, have I'd love that with gardens. chicken, but apparently I can't. Not this in your is apartment. what I learned. This is a bummer. Not in my apartment, but right outside. It's very important that people in Texas are self-reliant, because whenever a disaster comes, it's sure not going to be the Texas government that helps them out. Listen. Listen, Hannah. How do you feel about that statement from Gray the Gray? Um, You know... I don't know. I, I guess I'm sympathetic to the plights of a lot of people um, for not receiving the kind of help that they could have needed in that moment. I know that the government was doing everything they could during COVID, same during Winter Storm Uri. Um, I remember trying to help out constituents in San Antonio while I was in my apartment in Austin without power or water for like two weeks and thinking like, oh my God, we have to help these people. So, I mean, you, you do what you can, but... Um, I don't know. It just it takes a lot. There's a lot of Texans. You receive a lot of calls, right? I do. What's the craziest caller? Oh, so the craziest calls I've ever received were actually during um, a time when the Democrats had fled the state of Texas to go to Washington D.C. to boycott this elections bill, and when they had done that, um, everyone was getting these really drastic phone calls people threatening to come to the capitol um and you know harm staffers harm harm our bosses um just being really mean and saying how could you work for people like this or just um horribly horribly rude and so i took on the um alter ego not alter ego but my little fake persona of because when people find out i'm a staffer and i've worked around there for years you expect a little bit more right Mm -hmm. but if i answer the phone and you start screaming at me and i'm just like Oh my god, I'm just Brittany the intern. Like, I don't know. I just started. Oh, I don't know what's yeah. going on. 
um then they're kind of just like it's like kicking or kicking someone while they're down like why am i gonna do it so they just kind of leave me alone but yeah anytime someone calls to like scream i just britney gets on the phone it's like that damn britney man she's still around all these it's years a great strategy when i would have to call like insurance all the time whenever like i was like stupid and like, i didn't know something i should have or i could tell the person was getting irritated i'd be like i'm sorry it's my first week on the job and they would be so much nicer you know exactly <laughs> you ever do that grayson no because it's actually like my third week on the job it's still true in this yeah. instance okay no i don't have the seniority to try and pull something like that that's funny but you should but yours is more sincere though like you don't need seniority you need sincerity that's what you got i mean sure but i just you know i could never lie so never. i just got to pull it now what do you think about people who lie again. I think they're nasty. <laughs> no. They'll probably be really good in politics, though. Oh, okay, okay. Hannah, we've talked a lot about politics. We've talked a lot about your professional pursuits, okay? What do you like outside of politics? What are your interests? Um, I like a lot. See, um, I really love the comic book series, Calvin and Hobbes. It means the world to me. I think I've showed you, like, some little tattoos. of like the, Yeah. So I love, I love Calvin and Hobbes. Um, I love Snoopy and Peanuts. Um... I love Harry Potter. Um, I don't agree with J.K. Rowling's political stance, but um, you know what? I still love Harry Potter, and I can't, I can't deny what she's done for my life and my childhood. So that's why, I like, still super tied to her. Um, I like video games a lot. I grew up playing World of Warcraft. I still play it now, um, not as avidly, but I love it. I love the lore. I love the people. Um, Uncle Jimmy. <laughs> you know we actually we used to bond about that a lot but um no i was never to that degree with him um yeah I, I just i don't know i like a lot of things i love books cats cats you know i like cats um i do want to ask you about your cats go uh, well i have the only cat i have is cedric right now but at other points in your life oh yeah oh my have cats. you had more than one cat yes what is the most cats you've had at one point in your life hannah <laughs> Oh, so, um... Before you get into the background, I just want a number. A hard number. The hard number? Boy, it was over, like, 20. That's um, a lot of cats. Yeah, so there was... When we took them to the vet to go get spayed and neutered, the, the doctors asked, so what are their names? We're like, label them 1 through 20. Just fucking number them. And then one of them, we actually kept their uh, name as 13. They were number 13. That was her name. We just... 13. Um, the rest of them they all went different ways no they, oh. they didn't die they just so so the thing is is growing up um well we took in a lot of strays um a but lot. we didn't yeah so we took in a lot of strays but we would get them like fixed spayed and neutered like responsible cat owners but you know if because it costs it costs money to get that procedure done mm -hmm. um and i we didn't grow up with like just you know jingles of money Wait, so how we, much is it to spay and neuter a cat uh, it's at least like i don't know 100 200 okay, okay, like, okay. It, it's it's a procedure and if you have multiple cats you know like especially if you don't have pet insurance too um Listen, they just didn't have neutering money lying around that's so sad. that too well so we have to feed them as well which is the concerning part that and so like and then to try to medicate them as well because they want to go out into the environment you know um so we would just wait for like there was always one Saturday a month that Snap would do these like heavily discounted for like twenty twenty five dollars, like super cheap. I remember I was a kid, my mom was one paying for it, but and so we would go there at like five in the morning, get in this line with all our cat carriers, and then like just go <laughs> <Twenty> cat carriers, <laughs> like all these cat carriers to get them fixed. 
Um, and so like, I remember doing that as a kid and that's, you know, so we tried to be responsible. We tried to do what we could. Um, we tried to give people loving homes cause some little stray animals just need love. But, um, yeah, that's kind of how I raised with cats. Cause I remember the image in my head. Cause I would hear a lot about you, Hannah, all the time. Zoe's my sister. We know this. And what I remember is like so vivid an image I have in my mind of your home i've never seen your home i don't know what your home used to look like but with these 20 cats and i remember like zoe describing the conditions as like subhuman like yeah yeah no no like so my house growing up was oh man it was so bad um like i remember when we moved out of that place um so my childhood home i remember when we were moving out of it it was like legitimately and i'm not being hyperbolic guys i'm not just being dramatic for the Mm -hmm. sake of being dramatic no it was like a scary hoarder's nest like the most like you couldn't walk in like you couldn't breathe the trash the filth there was one time i remember so i i lived at home because i went to community college for the first two years and then i transferred to um ut austin and so i moved away from my family and i remember there was one time when i came back home and i was kind of that's when i after spending a couple of like weeks away like doing wrong i'd been to your house like your house was always like clean and stuff like i so it's not like i was not aware that like people don't live the way i did but it wasn't until i was like living on my own that i realized like and i kept my space clean that i realized like oh i'm not a dirty person like maybe my family is okay come home um that I've had for been gone for a couple of weeks. I come home and I just see like these like pots and pans and everything just like piled on the floor and on the counters and like the lights aren't working in the kitchen. And I asked my mom, I was like, this is disgusting. Why is the kitchen like this? She's like, well, you don't come home and visit enough. And so, you know, cause she was saving them for me basically. Mm. And I was like, okay. And the again, the lights in the kitchen did not work. So I'm just like washing the dishes and I'm just kind is of, is your mother handicapped? I uh, no, she's, <laughs> no she's just horribly lazy and horribly she's sick in the head um okay but um yeah and so i'm washing the dishes and i'm just like why the fuck is there so much rice why is there so much rice and then finally i like shine my flash like no it's maggots maggots and all of it so i start screaming and i'm just like oh my god what is this and then my mom's like, what are you screaming about? I was like, there, there's maggots and everything. This is horrible. What do you and mean like, in everything? Like, literally, because it was, guys, it was pots and pans on the floor, on the counters. Like, it was just the most horrific thing you can imagine. Did you dip your hands into the maggots? Yes, yeah. So I'm, like, washing because I'm, like, I think it's rice because, again, the lights in the kitchen aren't working until I shine my flashlight and I see that they're moving and I'm, like, <gasps> and my mom gets mad at me and then she's on the phone with my uncle at the time. My uncle can hear me screaming, I guess, and my mom's, like, oh, my God, she won't stop screaming about the bugs. And I'm, like, <gasps> How big was the house? How many bedrooms? Oh, we had four bedrooms. A master bedroom. That's a big house to be that crowded. Oh, my God. Yeah, no. And, like, there were trash rooms. Like, I remember it came to a point where, like, when I would come home, like, I stopped stopped staying with my family um, at a certain point because, like, they just filled all the rooms with trash and, like, there was never a clean space. Like, I used to have to sleep in, like, a trash room on, like, one corner of the bed that it was just kind of, like, yeah. And then I stopped coming home because there was one time... I remember this distinctly. It was a Christmas break. Um, my friends picked me up from Austin, and I drove home. And then um, I go around the house. And I'm running around. I'm looking for my my cat Chloe. I'm asking, like, so I'm saying hi to all all my 20 cats at the time. I'm like, oh, this is great. Where's Chloe? Where's Chloe? Because Chloe is my sickly cat. I would call to check in on Chloe. I would talk to my dad. I would ask how Chloe was doing. I loved Chloe. Did you name it after your friend from middle school? No, no, no. Oh, Chloe. Okay. Chloe was named. Uh, she just looked like a Chloe. Okay. Um, 
anyway and then it comes to a point where after i like say hi to everyone i can't find chloe and so i like ask about it i was like hey where's chloe where's chloe and my dad's not saying anything and then my mom she doesn't even like look up from her computer she's like well maybe if you weren't such a bitch i would have taken better care of your cat and she says something she says something to that degree and that's when it clicks that chloe's dead and they have been lying to me for a while about chloe being dead i don't know when chloe died i still don't know the circumstances of it but chloe is not in that house and then i lose it and then i start screaming i'm gonna burn this house down and then my friends have to come pick me up because i'm like i'm gonna seriously hurt someone and then i stop i then at that point i pretty much like stopped going home and like stopped yeah. staying with them over like breaks i could only come over for like an hour or two um to see them and like yeah that was so that was like and again it was a trash house it was always a trash house trash it was always house. disgusting it was horrible um and i love my cats i love my dad uh, my dad um but like i have a few questions go ahead okay well with the sickly cat what was it sick with she was just really old it was, oh, okay. so we'd, we'd had her for a while so it's like you know she was just like getting up there and i couldn't take her with me to austin because my roommate um his mom wouldn't allow cats in that apartment like there was no budging mm-hmm. um and i just wanted to give her like a good like end of life but like you know I just wanted to give her a love, loving, warming home. And so I'd call and I'd be like, how's Chloe doing? Great. Yeah. <laughs> so that was fun. That was a fun realization. But we're under the assumption they let Chloe die. They didn't kill Chloe. Or one and the same. No. My mom had threatened to kill my cats before. Oh, wow. Yeah. No. So that's why I was just like, I mean, I don't. But like they weren't it. all your cats, right? They were the family cats? They were the family cats. But there were some that were like my like sons, my cats, like Remus and Peanut and Chloe. And Chloe was obviously not a son, but like, yeah. She would threaten the murder. Yes. No, she legit, because she was so mad, because I, I always had a very strained relationship with my mom, and so I didn't call home enough, and, um, or I, I didn't call home enough to talk to her, because my mom horribly abused me growing up, and so I have PTSD, and talking to her can sometimes, like, just trigger, like, panic attacks, or it just makes me feel very, like, I don't like talking to her, so I wouldn't, when I was away in college, I was like, I'm already stressed out enough, I don't need to have, like, a conversation with this person. And so I would try to not speak with her on the phone. Um, and then, yeah, she would Facebook message me and be like, I'm going to kill your cats if you don't talk to me. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. Well, you know her well enough to know these are not um, empty threats. Yeah. No, no. She was a horribly violent person. Wow. Um, so that was, um, yeah. But, I mean, whether or not she actually killed Chloe, no. I, but I know she took, she took a lot of satisfaction out of uh, telling me that Chloe was dead. And that's but one. she waited a while to do it. No, she waited. She waited till she knew it was gonna hurt. She waited to do uh, it in person, um, and she waited until that moment that I came home and I was super excited and like trying to say hi to everyone. I came home for again, guys. I came home for Christmas break. Really excited to see all my cats and like, yeah. She waited for that, so that's why I was like, no. My mom was just very cruel. She yeah. knew how to make you hurt. Uh huh. So and like, it's not even like the, the fact that there's a possibility it was cat murder is yeah. wild. Yeah. Like, the fact that that can't be ruled out is insane, Hannah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so. Which, uh, you're, your dad's not like this? No, so my mom and my dad are polar opposites. My dad, uh, he was one of my best friends. He's not all in the head anymore, so unfortunately he's not the man that I grew up with. But um, he's very sweet, very wonderful, but... My he, I mean, I know he wasn't a good partner to my mom, and that's because my mom, she's just got so much anger and sadness that she needed to lash out at her kids, her husband, everyone else. Everything else in the world is not her fault. It's it's everyone else's. Um, 
and my dad he's just very passive he's just very okay okay i guess just yell at me i guess like you know he i remember he had a like two like pulmonary embolisms like blood clots like in his heart and he collapsed at work and then he got back up and he collapsed again and like everyone was like dude you should be like dead right now and he's like well i think i'm fine i can go back to work like that's the kind of he, he was kind of like just like well that happened i'm just gonna keep on working or i'm gonna keep on doing this like he was very i don't know stick your head like down and just kind of get your work done um but he was a good father to me he was very sweet he was a person i spoke to about like drama with my friends or boys or told him I was struggling with school or mental health like he was a person that like I confided in for like what people traditionally would associate like having those conversations like as a you know a mother-daughter relationship you would associate it with that but I had that with my dad and um yeah when you say like he's not like the same man what does that mean so uh he his his mental facilities are just failing him Mm -hmm. um it's not it's like Alzheimer's. Um, uh, is he older? Uh, he, so my mom and my dad have about a 21-year-old 21 21 year age difference. That's crazy. So he's very old, very sickly. He can't walk. He can't take care of himself. Um, it's hard to have a conversation with him nowadays because his mind just wanders. Um, but sometimes, your mom wasn't like a gold digger or anything. No, 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 no. Um no, my mom was very upfront about like not not wanting to be with him for like love or anything. But he he wanted kids, he wanted a family, and he was like, "It's okay, I think we can, I think we can make this work." And then they couldn't. So why were they together? Um, my my mom she she told my sister and I this growing up frequently, mm-hmm. um, how much she hated our dad. Um, she was like, "But I thought it was better for y'all because my mom grew up in poverty." um she grew up like in like a dilapidated shack on like the east side like um she was like i thought it was better for y'all to grow up with a father who could provide for y'all in this kind of like not affluent area but like better than what i was going to raise y'all in in poverty um but she's like i realized i was wrong i'm not necessarily sure which would have been better because like when i stay at my grandma's house i'm like y'all don't have running water uh i've seen a rat I don't like the bugs. There's holes in the wall. I don't know. I don't know what would have been better. Um, I think both kind of suck, if I'm being honest. But she's um, also making herself out to be like the hero there. It's like I had to sacrifice. I had to. Yeah. No. She. She really has this. Um, I don't know. I don't know this complex about her. About I did so much for y'all. Like everything that I've done for y'all, and y'all aren't grateful for. It's like, but I've told you. I've thanked you. And you throw it in my face, and you make me regret. Like ever accepting your help and it's weird now so like just because we're having all these conversations about my mother delving into this topic about my mom but like within the past year we've actually been working on our relationship like a lot like we actually like i talked to her about things and like growing up the only time we like touched was when she was like hitting me or throwing shit at me um and then like just over christmas break after my graduation i was having to was having a breakdown my family was worried about me she came over um and i was just sobbing on the couch and she was like touching my like leg and my arm in a way that like was supposed to be comforting that like she's never done before like even, we were both like aware of it i'm just like i'm like tense on the couch and she's like reaching over to touch me and like i was like oh is this what maternal love feels like <laughs> so the effort is there now kind of so the effort you know but she's she opened up to me during that time and she said like basically she just said like hey like um because i again my mom hated me. i swear to god my mom hated me for a lot of my life um 
but this one christmas christmas break she was telling me she was like i see kind of like what a broken person you are and i know that that's she's like and i know that's trauma inflicted and i know i'm the person that did that to you growing up and if i had known everything that i did to you growing up was going to affect you to this degree now in such ways that it is that like she's like I didn't even real because again I didn't talk to, I didn't talk to my mom on the phone. If I went to go visit my family, I didn't talk. To, I avoided mm-hmm. her straight up. Um, and so like, um, she had no idea about anything going on in my life, but she was aware about like, oh well, Hannah's getting this promotion. Hannah's got the scholarship. But Hannah's doing this. Yeah. And she would hear all these great things, but she wouldn't hear about like, oh Hannah's going to crisis counseling and Hannah's doing this and Hannah's yeah. crying like, um. And so when she got to know a little bit more about that, she was like, I. I truly didn't get it and I do now and I'm so sorry and she was just having a moment where she was like I hope like like you and your therapist can like work on this knowing that I'm aware of what I did to you and I'm sorry and hopefully it gives you closure it was weird I mean it was comforting I guess to hear her actually admit it and not put it on me Mm because like for a lot of my life she was like that's your own fault but like I don't know I'm still working through that but yeah growing up no she was an actual terror like I was like Mm -hmm. you're trying to make me kill myself (laughs) so that was fun um, but we made it through. And not to detract from current day mom, but yeah. this is also the woman who decided that parking was too bad at your graduation, so left? Well, so what had happened at the graduation, from, from my understanding, mm-hmm. is I had told them, because my mom, she's not actually handicapped, but she doesn't like to walk. She's a much bigger woman. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, you haven't seen her. Okay, well, even even if you saw her a couple years ago, she's much bigger now. She's a very, very, very big, big woman. Um, this is surprising because for some reason I was imagining her like unbelievably skinny. Uh-huh. No, just in my like skeletal is how I imagined her, but extremely large. Yeah, like <laughs> no, she so she so besides being like a hoarder, she had a very unhealthy relationship with like food and like it's just oh, it's a whole thing. But again, not handicapped, but my grandma, she's an older Hispanic woman who actually like cannot get around. So mm-hmm. like they're both, ha- they both have mobility issues. Yeah. Um, and I told them, I was like, okay, so the graduation is supposed to start at 10. Y'all need to show up early because there's handicapped parking, but there's only a limited amount. You need to show up as early as you can. So like whether that means like you have to come stay the night at my house or stay the night at Irma's house, you need to be here. Like I try to get here around like 8, 830 at the latest. How far do they live from the Alamo Dome? They live in Floresville. So, like, honestly, they live maybe 40 minutes out. Okay. Um, and so, anyway, I keep calling and texting the morning of, no response. And then when I finally, like, hear from them, they're like, okay, we're driving there now. And I'm like, okay, it's a little late for that. Like, there's not going to be handicapped parking. And then the Alamo Dome filled up. And then all I could do was, like, random parking lot parking. And then you still have to walk for that. Mm-hmm. And anyway, um, my mom got into... <laughs> what my grandma cried as she told me this um my mom got into a fight with the cop who the cop wasn't allowing her to um come in to a gate that was already blocked off because it was already full capacity my mom was saying well like my daughter's graduating he's like obviously like everyone's graduating here like there's no room here i don't care that you're handicapped basically you didn't get here in time you need to go back my mom and my mom she's like she yells at waitresses she yells at health up and i'm like mom you cannot talk to people the way that you talk to me like that's not how the world works she starts screaming at this cop and then the cop starts yelling at her back um and then he i guess says like cites her with like obstructing the road because Mm -hmm. he's like you need to move i'm not letting you in she's like well i'm gonna stay here because she's an idiot like that 
Um, and anyway, she got a ticket for that, and then she drove off, and then my grandma just, like, hoofed it into the Alamo Dome, the poor little woman with the goddamn little cane. Um, when she was obstructing the road, was she just standing there, or was it her vehicle? No, I think, I think it was her vehicle, okay. like, just, like, obstructing it. <laughs> no, she was that big, Jason. <laughs> no, 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 it was, no, it was, it was the car, and then my mom drove so off. So your grandma got out right then and there? Yeah, so my grandma was able to come in and see, and then, thank God, like, the only other family I had was my aunt, my aunt or my uncle Jimmy that showed up. Um, but yeah, my mom didn't. But then you had DJ. Yeah, well, so no, and then I, that's why I was so thankful for your family because like I actually saw them as I was like, I couldn't see them when I was in when I was sitting down, but mm-hmm. as I got off the stage and I saw them, like it made my heart like well up, and I was just like, you know, because MJ's family is just really like they're like a second family to me. You know, they mean the world to me, and so like to see them there for them to be part of that because. For a while, like, I really, I didn't know that I was going to graduate. Like, I really, I put off sending out anything about my graduation announcements or, like, doing anything because I was, I was very put, uh, putting some bad juju on me. I was like, guys, I don't know I'm going to graduate. And I was being dead serious. Like, I wasn't doing that to try to, like, I don't know, undersell things. Like, no, I was, like, genuinely concerned. So when it actually happened, I actually got to that point. Very thankful for your family. Woo. So, so yeah, that was fun. And you made it. You graduated. Yeah. By skin Living teeth. the dream. Ah, I don't know about the dream, but Working you know. for a good man. Yeah. A good unnamed man. Unnamed. 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 And we'll keep it that way. Yeah. Um, what is what is the dream, Hannah? You know, my dream has always been to Well, I I guess it's a more nuanced answer than I thought, but I get a lot of satisfaction out of working and like being productive. And uh, one aspect that I know I would take with me in any job that I have, whether or not I stay in this field for, you know, another 10 years or move on is um, I want to be making a difference. Like I like helping people. I like that feeling that I get for doing that. Um, And so, yeah, my dream would just be to keep getting that kind of satisfaction from my work um, and to keep making a difference in people's lives. And I want to make a positive impact. And um yeah, I'd hope to, you know, I, I, cause I get sad a lot of the times and I can't help it, but it makes me feel better. Even if I'm sad on the inside, if I get to see, I make a difference in someone's life like Grayson's and then I'm like, okay, that's a little bit better. That softens the blow a little bit, you know? Um, and so maybe You've it's made like my life so much better. So maybe that's a little selfish of me, but, um, it's not, it's not all like out of like, I need to make myself feel better. It's more like. It just, it, it helps me cope with things that I just, I don't know how to handle still. So mm-hmm. anyway, that's what I think. Um, you feel good when you make happy. people happy. I do. I do. So that's what would make me happy. Making people happy. Making people happy. Oh my, this is like the therapist answer, Hannah. That's what the therapists say. <laughs> they love making a positive impact in people's lives. Exactly. But you want to do it on a grand scale. I mean, I'm more than happy to enact change on a small scale. I'm really, I'm not, I'm not someone who's looking for, I say delusions of grandeur. I know I was just talking about like reading through the code and hoping that you would see like what's wrong. No, I know. I was looking at the audio. Um, You know, going through the code and saying like, oh yeah, like the staffer worked on this then. Like, I mean, I think that's cool because I'm like a policy nerd. Like, I think that's cool. I like looking up like how bills have evolved in policy over time. Um. But, like, even if I could just do something on a small scale, like, it makes me happy that, like, we just recently, the community college I went to, some of the kids from the Student Government Association came to the Capitol, and some teacher recognized me. And she was like, oh, my God, you're a staffer here? And I was like, yeah, like, 
she's like, I remember you. I remember the stuff that you did on your campus. And like, you know, um, I'm not from a big campus, you know, and I didn't do anything that incredible. But the fact that like she remembered me and associates me with these positive things and is like impressed. I'm like, wow, that's cool. So even small scale change would be cool. Yeah. This makes sense. This makes sense. And then also, I feel like we got sidetracked from all your interests. I don't remember how we got sidetracked from your interests. We started talking about cats. That's why. Oh, of course. (laughs) Uh, Obviously. That's a can of worms. Mm -hmm. I remember you said you like Harry Potter and all of J.K. Rowling's politics. (laughs) <laughs> yeah no i mean it disappoints me because because just to clarify jk rowling just transphobic yeah. turf yeah okay how does that line up with politics why is it feels is that political or is that just like bad person right yeah, well, so is it political views but like what is she like i don't know so um, I'm so sorry. My boss just sent me a screenshot of something I put on his calendar, and I meant to put association, but I meant to do the abbreviation for association of a. a yes, yeah. I just put ass of, <laughs> ass of general contractors, and he sent the screenshot. He says, "Please fix this," because <laughs> like, he's such a like straight laced like sometimes man. He's just like, why? <laughs> why did you do this? So anyway. why can't he fix it? Why can't he put the OC dot? because he's not the idiot who messed it up oh okay (laughs) i am anyway i'm sorry sir (laughs) um anyway so now well the thing is is like okay so i mean i don't mean to say like your politics is intrinsically tied to whether or not you're a good person but like some of the things jk rowling has said about trans men is is it specifically trans men it's so uh Yes. So like she's, she said, she's tweeted some things about like, you know, the woman who just raped your uh, daughter in the bathroom. She was a man. And like, I don't, she just says super like dramatic, like things like that. Like wouldn't that be a trans, trans woman, woman, Hannah? Well, okay. I don't know. Okay, man, man, why are y'all getting into semantics with me? You well, because it was just a weird, t- like if you are specifically against girls that have like decided, no, I think I'm a guy. That'd be a weird, like. Because you hear less about, like, that kind of stuff. Okay. You know? My mistake. It'd be, like, so specific where I'm like, what if, like, I don't know. It'd be a weird one. Okay. Personally, I don't really care for Harry Potter, but I love her politics. Oh, wow. That's so exciting. I think Grayson's being um, sarcastic because he's got, like, a couple Harry Potter shelves. I have no clue what you're talking about. He also has a couple trans friends from from the internet, from Twitch.tv. Oh, we were supposed to talk about streaming, but. um, You don't want to talk about streaming anymore? I do. She's moved on. She's tired of it. She wants to end the podcast. Bigger and better things. She's no. done with it. She has to fix the ass mistake. That's <laughs> true. Mistake. She's so preoccupied. This is so sad. No. I mean, that's fine. I just saw it. Because as soon as I saw like the staff chat go off, I was like, what is it? I was like, oh. They're all bashing me. you for typing ass. No one no, Well, okay. No one else knows it's pro- Well, he probably knows it's me, actually. Oh. <laughs> but um, no. Uh, yeah. So anyway, JK Rowling's. Uh, yes. But. It just disappoints me because J.K. Rowling's in her books. She talks a lot about like Hermione being an advocate for like the plight of the working man, the house elves, you know, and then she has some like parallels to like the Holocaust and like concentration camp, well, not concentration camps, but like the way that they segregated like the mudbloods and rounded people up and did blood status um, and how she tortured them. And, you know, it's all very like, wow, like. This is incredible, and she does it in a scale where kids can read this too and like see the parallels in history. Um, and then she says hateful things on the internet. It's just very disappointing to see someone do that when, again, the book meant so much to me. Um, I feel like the house elf example is very funny because it's only Hermione who thinks it's wrong. 
Yeah. The whole wit. Obviously, you have not read Harry Potter. No. In the Wizarding Obvi- everyone world, knows. In the Wizarding JC's world, not read Harry Potter. Um, house elves are basically slaves. Oh. They're like little goblins that do all the housework of rich wizarding families. They do all the cooking at Hogwarts, all of the cleaning, etc., etc. Etc. Indeed. Duties as assigned, basically. <laughs> like that's how it is. And only Hermione thinks this is messed up. Everyone in the Wizarding world is like, "Yeah, this is how it is." What about Harry? Harry's on board he's with it too. He's pretty ambivalent. Like until he meets Dobby, and then he's like, "On." Then that's when he kind of is well, like, he helps I'm Dobby because Dobby wants to be free. But here's the thing: all the wizards are on board with it, and all of the house elves are also on board with it. They don't want to be free. Oh. They're happily enslaved. Okay. It's a very bizarre situation. It's a weird, like, picture to paint. You know? Yeah. 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 But also, I would almost say it serves the opposite political message. I guess that you could see it as either way, like her, the white savior complex almost that comes a yeah. lot in like movies and literature nowadays. And it's like you're forcing yourself on people that aren't asking for your help. And I could see like that mentality for Hermione. I totally see Hermione's of saying like, you don't understand the injustice you're suffering. Like, because you're, this is ingrained in you. It's systemic. Like you've been taught generationally, mm-hmm. this is how you need to live. So that's why you would think that. So I see both sides of it, but it just had a different impact on me. So. But you talked about like segregation and, and genocide and stuff like that, and like ties to that in the book, where I feel like someone could reasonably be anti-segregation, anti-genocide, but then be transphobic, you know? Like this kind of makes sense. Like a person could be like that. Yeah. It's not unreasonable. No, I mean, I and I, I understand that. I guess you just kind of, I don't. Who <laughs> shoots one or the other? Good yeah. or bad? <laughs> I think you, you don't like trans people? You must also be racist. Damn. They want them dead. I think you just hope for more out of some people. So that, that's what it is. But I think that yeah. that's where you start getting into, do you hold these like celebrities and people on too high of a pillar? And then is it you know your fault because you were the one that elevated them? Or is it their fault for being flawed? Like they're just a normal person like we are. Hell, I've cussed a lot on this podcast. I'm flawed. You know, <laughs> like we've all done things. So. I have been repeatedly repulsed by it, Hannah. Every time it's just I know, it's shock waves. Great blackmail material later. Great, because we're going to bleep it out of the, the one we put out now. Okay. And we'll have a special version saved um, <laughs> to release. Well, you need to start bleeping random words now so that Ooh. it's like left in people's mind. Exactly yeah, yeah, what she yeah. was saying. Mm-hmm. Make it mm-hmm. seem worse than it was. Mm-hmm. Y'all are funny. You remind me of my friends when we play uh, Fortnite. And, you know, we have headsets on, and you know, we're all joking with each other. You say one thing, and they're like, "Oh, that's gonna come up when we, you know, have your reelection campaign or something." Hannah, and I was that's like, true. "Man, I hate y'all." I hate What's y'all. the worst thing you said when um, playing video games with your friends, Hannah? Um, most despicable thing you've ever said. No, honestly, I've never said anything like super like terrible besides just telling my friends like, "I hate y'all," and like. I don't know. We're gonna bleep out y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess you could do that. Um, no, I mean it's just a lot of ribbing your friends, you know. Like I, we don't say. I mean, because okay, so my friends, they're lovely people, but they like to joke in a way where like they actually like, insult each other and like mm-hmm. call each other like fat or ugly, and I'm like, uh, I don't you like bleep that. those out too. <laughs> um, but like me, like I don't like to do that. I just be like, I don't know. That's mean. I don't know. I, I, just, yeah. I don't say that kind of stuff to them. Um, but I will say, like, when they're being, like, dicks or something, I was like, oh, that was unnecessary, guys. Or I don't appreciate that. Mm-hmm. So. I do know that because we know DJ. DJ, yeah. of course, Zoe's boyfriend. 
and the future dentist. Are you jealous of DJ, by the way, and his dentist ways? No, I mean, I actually went to go utilize him in December for his services. Yo. I love so, DJ. Who can't? Who doesn't love DJ? Yeah, I think DJ's great. I think he's wonderful. Um, so I was just, you know, I love listening to him talk about dental school, and I like... I liked actually seeing him do everything he talks about. Not that I ever doubted him before, but just to see him <laughs> in his element. Like lying about it. Yeah, no, it was super cool. So no, I'm not I'm not jealous, I'm not bitter, I'm just really just so proud of him, you know? So. You must relate on the fact that both of you are notorious and prolific liars. Who? Who's D- he's saying you and DJ are oh. prolific liars. Everyone in DJ your sister's is. life is just Did you hear her? <laughs> what? I don't think DJ's a liar. There were two parts of the accusation. Okay. Well, th- this is both an admission that you are a prolific liar, in addition to the fact that you are oblivious to DJ's many, many lies. Okay. Well, DJ- I, first of all, I don't accept the premise of saying that I'm a liar. But the second thing is, like, I don't think DJ's a liar. At least he never lied to me. There were just weird, like, when we first met DJ, when DJ first entered, like, the the Cola family and yeah. all this stuff, there were some weird things that he like said early on mm-hmm. that, like, I remembered. And then, like, months later, he would, like, say something. It would completely contradict this earlier thing. And it was just, like, weird little, like, lies. And then I realized, like, later, like, like... oh, he was just, like, joking at the time. But we didn't know him well enough to know these are jokes. No, that's the thing about him. Okay, so, like, okay, now I know what y'all are talking about. Because, like, he's got that really funny sense of humor. Dude is so funny. Hang on, I just have to, like, interject real quick. But, like, because I don't know if I already told you or I I think I told DJ after. Um, But, like, when I brought my ex to go meet zoe the family and dj i i was telling her a little bit about everyone and i had always talked about how funny i thought dj was because i think dj's got a really funny way of delivering things because he does think in a very like sincere like deadpan way almost like british humor is what i would describe it as maybe um and anyway after my like ex had met him he was like you think that guy is funny and i was like i think he's hilarious because like he would do this thing where he'd he'd be on his phone like genuinely trying to call someone i was like bro like who are you calling so like frantically he's like Mocha, girl's not answering her phone. Mocha's his dog. He's trying to check on Mocha. And, and, like, it's just so funny the way he would, like, do it. But he'd be, like, so genuine about it, you know? And you're, like, okay. Um, and, yeah, and then just another other oh, funny bit. But then my ex also got super pissed that I didn't tell him the DJ was black. And I was, like, how does that mean? <laughs> yeah, I know. He was just, like, so after we got in the car, he was, like, so are we going to talk about it? And I was, like, what? And he was, like, why didn't you tell me that he's black? I was like, did that matter? Why is that pertinent? Why didn't you tell me your friend's boyfriend is a black? I just, I was, That's so weird. It was just such a funny thing to be so upset about, and I didn't understand. You were with a bad person. <laughs> Whenever I mention DJ, the first thing I tell people, DJ, the black man. <laughs> no, I'm like, DJ the dentist, DJ with mocha, DJ the funny guy. Like, I don't know, man. It was just... It is so funny, but no, I mean, yeah, my ex was a demon, but like, nonetheless, it was just super funny. That's what he got hung up about. And he was, again, he was just so upset. He was like, DJ, really? You think DJ is funny? <laughs> he's funny. But yeah, he's got a really funny way of like saying things. So I can see why if you don't like know him. Yeah. It, yeah. Cause, but- and now it works to his benefit too. Cause there are times when he's like clearly made a mistake, <laughs> but because that's like how he tries to be yeah. funny is he'll like like try to you know like yeah. make it into a joke when no you made it like a real mistake it's not a it's not a joke you're trying to play it off like you were, yeah. this was intentional it's not and so those are tough those are tough but also i was i brought this up because dj got me real into this podcast called kill tony where like people can have the chance to go do a minute of live stand-up comedy on this podcast yeah yeah, yeah. and 
you said that you want to go. You said that you want to try it out. You want to like put your name in and maybe get drawn up. But DJ is terrified to have you go because he thinks you'll be like the type of person in the crowd to like groan at certain jokes and like get upset. Yeah, well, I mean, okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pretend like that doesn't horribly offend me, but it's okay. We've already, we've already moved past it. We've already had this conversation well, actually that? in person. Who said it? Well, it was DJ. Exactly. Yeah. So that's why so I, say. I, I was like, I am in the clear. Right. No, I was like, <laughs> okay. yeah. So I was like, we, we already had this conversation. We were like all getting excited talking about like tickets and stuff. So like, um, but no, like, I mean, I, the thing about me is like, if it wasn't already evident by me having the giggles at the start of this and laughing a lot now and laughing at dinner i like to laugh i'm really easy i laugh at a lot of things i laugh at a lot of wildly inappropriate things i laugh at things i laugh when i shouldn't laugh like i've laughed at like work events where like i wanted to actually die because i couldn't stop laughing i was like oh my god this is not the time or place to laugh um but like yeah so i don't think i'd be like horribly offended i mean there are some things i draw the line at like some jokes are just like not funny like if we're gonna just like say things say mean things about your wife up on stage like some comedians do, about your like, wife well some some people like go up on stage and they're just like my wife's my wife's a bitch and you know what she it's good i for nothing. hate my wife no like yeah so like i mean jokes like that where you're just like being mean but i've already kind of like said that like when my friends are insulting each other like i don't uh-huh. think that's like you don't funny. think being mean is a punchline yeah like okay like dave Chappelle, he's got very like offensive humor i think he's hilarious i think he's wonderful <laughs> like i like listening to him but uh-huh. he's got an offensive like you know he's got an offensive sense of humor but he's not like out like outright mean the way some people are i'm like okay i can laugh at that mm-hmm. um so i don't know i think i would still have fun i mean it sounds fun we were all yeah. talking about it. i wanted to go it is a very mean-spirited show i will say that though i mean i used to zoe mckenna loved going to dick's this like restaurant um in san antonio for like where they just insult you I mean, they liked it. I didn't. But you know what? That's their cup of tea. But they liked it, so I don't mind going, trying mm-hmm. things out. Yeah. Were so. you, did they hurt your feelings, Hannah? Um, No, they didn't, like, hurt my feelings. But, like, it just wasn't, again, it wasn't my cup of tea. Like, I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't like when people are, like, being mean to each other. And I don't know how to laugh at that and be like, yeah, this is fun. Like, it's not. I don't think it's fine. Yeah. But I I'm, agree. No meanness. No meanness. No meanness. And no dicks. No, also, yeah, Grayson does not like dicks last resort. I've never been to dicks. I have no intention of going. But we did. I barely understand the concepts. No interest. We, yeah. I don't want to be there. We signed up for their little wait list or whatever. That in the Rainforest Cafe. I love Rainforest Cafe. I always ask my boss if we can go there for our staff <laughs> meetings. He gets so upset. That's <laughs> like so the gorilla far. Wait. It's in San Antonio. No, no. When we're when we're back in our district, okay. like then like it's okay to ask him. Be like, hey, because. You and which eat, district is that? You want to eat somewhere central? Um, oh, and oh, oh, <laughs> oh, my gosh. She's so violent. Very prominent political figure, <laughs> Hannah, assaulted my co-host. I did not. He's being dramatic. Um, no, but, like, it's like, where do you want to meet somewhere central? And I'm like, Rainforest Cafe. They have, like, little gorilla, like, That's incredible. Like, taking, like, cl- like, you're trying to curry a favor. Like, you're taking someone out to, like, a nice dinner. You bring them to the river wall. You show them the See, like I said, like I'm easy to make laugh. I'm easy to impress. I'm just like, oh, this is fun. This is cool. Like I, I really love Rainforest Cafe. I love the Dino Nuggets. 
It's really cool. Do you love when the rainforest every half hour goes yeah. all dark and then it starts having a thunderstorm? Yeah, I love that. The volcano cake. Oh my god. But the food's like the food Horrible. isn't even Yeah, the food's not <laughs> so even good. Bad. I've never but enjoyed the food at No, I've literally I have never gone once and enjoyed the food unless it was a dino chicken nuggets. Um but then after that, it's just like, no, I just love, I love the ambiance. I think it's uh-huh. incredible. I think it's so much fun. And I go there and I don't even care that the food is terrible. I'm just like, I love being here. And, and a AAA discount. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Very important. We've gone two times with friends on like trips because like when we go to San Antonio, go to the Alamo, that's where we stop. We got to go to Rainforest Cafe. Um, you have both to take times, me next time. We went there thinking, oh yeah, we'll get food there. And then instead we just get appetizers because we show up and realize we don't want to spend that much money on bad food. It's so expensive. It's so overpriced. It's terrible food. So we've had like every appetizer they offer and we've agreed on like one of them that's good. Mozzarella sticks are good Those are like, you cannot fail at any restaurant where you go with mozzarella sticks. I mean, you can though and they're really on the brink. (laughs) (laughs) They're dangerously catering on that line. (laughs) But like, I really, we liked their like flatbread the first time, but we just went back. It was terrible. horrible. It was so bad. It's like they went through a different staff or something since we came. And to be clear, we were like starving both times going in. So it's like we had the every reason so to low. like the food. Yeah. That's funny. It's terrible. The pineapple on Bim's plate was good. <laughs> there were chunks of pineapple. Great. I love Perfect. pineapple. She got the fruit bowl with her chicken tenders. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or buttered pasta. Buttered pasta. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. But no, Rainforest Cafe is great. I love it. The Alamo is wonderful. Mm-hmm. Of course. You love the Alamo? Well, so, uh, actually, I was like, the album's like a little bit contentious, especially Let's like in go. my urban planning program. Um, well, so have you, there's the book that came out, it rocked a lot of waves remembering the I Alamo. I told you about it, Hannah. Well, okay. Well, I, I thought we had talked about it. We did. We yeah. sat on my porch on like Easter. last Easter. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That was so long ago. Yeah. Okay. No. Well, so, uh, I actually really liked it. Grayson is pointing. Oh yeah, no, I saw it earlier. I thought I complimented you it's on it. It's a big it. old portrait of the Alamo. No, I know. I thought I, I thought I'd already pointed that out, but no, I really like it a lot. Um, Do you prefer the Alamo or Pearl Harbor? Um, I don't know. I'm from San Antonio. I think I like the Alamo. The, so, oh, you so you prefer the, the slaughter of, of Mexicans over the slaughter of Americans? No. Okay. Okay. I don't she prefer doesn't care the about the Navy. Mm. I don't prefer the slaughter of anyone, but the missions have like a very special place in my heart because. My family, it's what we would do on the weekends. We would actually just, like, walk the mission trail and, like, go to all the different missions. And, you know, they have, like, little historic festivals at them where you can actually, like, learn more about, like, uh, the missionaries that were there, the Native people, learn about what they grew, learn what each room was used for, like, actually get, like, an in-depth history. And so, like, no, the missions have very special, like, near your place in my heart. I want to go to dawn at the Alamo, which is the sunrise on the anniversary of the battle. Oh, that'd be interesting. I know, but it's it's always on a weekday. It's so sad, Hannah. And oh. also, it's very early. It's so early, but yeah. it's okay. One day. One day. That sounds, that sounds cool. I'll go with you. And um, we can go to Rainforest Cafe at don't, 8 a.m. Don't tell me it was a good time. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, but, okay. So, you, why were we talking about the Alamo? Oh, because we're downtown. You're taking people there. Yeah, and I You're just said... You're schmoozing. Uh, no, well, I just said um, just because, like, especially right now with the Alamo Restoration Project, there's just a lot of contention about um, what kind of narrative to use going forward because the narrative right now that's so popular for history is this idea about, like, you know, Texans triumphing over Mexicans, the bad Mexicans and, and things. Oh, and- the listeners of Boy Oh Boy know. 
they're they're not new to this Hannah. oh okay they know oh so i don't so anyway but that so i remember that being like a very like contentious thing in my urban planning classes and us talking with some of the advocates that were trying to like protest what was going on and so um you know i still admire the alamo for what it is but there's much better preserved like missions in san antonio besides just the alamo but i love i love it all i mean i really do like where we're from i don't know that i'm gonna stay there forever but for the fact for the time that i'm there like i'm not unhappy i like it well you're here right now in austin i am you are but that's for a limited amount of time yeah so just you know i don't know if i'm gonna try to extend the time that i'm here in austin um or not so i only moved up here for the legislative session and then i'm supposed to go back to san antonio do you know what that is grayson in um, texas like when it is i don't know what it is but i know what it is yeah hannah described it to me it sounds insane oh um okay so uh texas it's a part-time legislature so we only meet once every two years for 140 days and in that 140 days is when you write and pass all the laws that you can possibly do for two years and that's when you do the only thing that you have to do is pass the budget for the state of texas because texas has a biennium budget like so the budget's for every two years um and so that's that you're condensing you know two you're condensing two years of work into six months um it's incredibly stressful um you really have to love the work it's very polarizing like for staffers you either love session or hate session just like you either love campaigns or you hate them. I'm stupid. I love both. I love session. I love the interim. I love campaigns. Like, you know, I like it all. I like all the stuff that a lot of people hate. Um, but that's kind of important. You have to find the enjoyment of it because it's it's very stressful. So, like, Jay, you know, a month from now, you'll probably see me. I'll have, like, no hair. I'll look just twitchy. And you'll but Grace like, won't see you because you don't like him? Well, no, I mean, maybe She's I'll see She's already decided to avoid me. Uh. No, I don't have any qualms against terrible. you well i have his number and i'm more willing to be like hey jay do you want to get pizza <laughs> do you want grace's oh. number you're welcome to my number okay sure well i'll swap numbers after this and we can all get pizza together delaying it um, oh all together it can't even just be me Ooh. okay well you can too you actually live i guess a lot closer than yeah jay it'd be does. so much more convenient for you to hit up grace and just out of the blue mm-hmm. i'm an inconvenience you're not inconvenient it's just you'd have to drive further he calls me an inconvenience all the time mm. Listen, when we recorded this podcast, Grayson used to not have a car for almost the entire time I met him. Mm-hmm. It'd be like a half hour drive here and back every week. That's insane. It was an inconvenience. It was. <laughs> <laughs> it was an inconvenience. That's funny. Um, yeah, okay. Well, no, I mean, I'll be more than happy because I don't have friends here. So that's why I'm still struggling a little bit. That's what um, makes it so devastating for Grayson is the fact that right now you you, you said have that no before. options and I'm still not an option. This no, of course you're an option. I would. So the thing about me is like, yeah. um, I don't know how to make friends. Like that's truly what it is. I don't know how to make new friends. The friends that I have, I'm lucky that your family fucking adopted <laughs> me, and I'm lucky that we've grown up with a lot of these people. Um, but like, I don't know how to make friends. Do you remember how you befriended Zoe? No, like, I mean... Because <sighs> we haven't even dived into middle school Hannah. Middle school Hannah's time I want to forget. That was a horrible time. Hannah, we all want to forget middle school No, us. I know. I was... I hated middle school and I hated high school because I was... I was miserable in both. I was bullied in both. I really didn't like... I really didn't like any of it. So the people that I came out talking from middle school and high school... They're very special to me, but they are the only good things from that because I really hated that time in my life. 
Um, Is it too traumatic to retell the story you told me on the way to 4th of July? What story was that? I believe someone had asked you out. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> that's another reason. So this is a reason why I hated middle school. Um, was this, you know, this was middle school. Okay. So Grayson, there was this very, very sweet, seemingly sweet and cute boy that I did pole vaulting with. His name was Ethan. You did pole vaulting? I did. And um, DJ, you guys should bond over this. I don't know if DJ did pole vaulting. Did he lie to me about it? Because he might have. Well, I, I don't know. I've never spoken about it. I remember him, him it. talking about pole vaulting. Yeah, yeah, me too. Okay, okay. So me and this boy, we met at pole vaulting. And yeah, so we would have fun at practices. We would get along well. And I didn't talk. I mean, I had friends, but I didn't talk to many guys. But like I talked to him and I just thought we were friendly. So I didn't think anything of it. Um, but then it kind of started to get maybe a little bit more flirty um, as my naive ass would think um and, and this so, is like 11 12 year old hannah this is however old you are in seventh or eighth grade so yeah. it's like 12 13 yeah so just you anyway can pole vault in eighth grade yeah our middle school at garcia you could that's um, great i would never trust an eighth grader with one of those long sticks i had no clue that was a thing at garcia yeah but i didn't do any athletics i mean well <laughs> No, I mean, you could do it. I don't know how you'd miss the, like, things on the field, but um, <laughs> it's fine. I guess um, it wasn't out there very often. I feel yeah. like, theoretically, it might be easier because you're at, like, your lightest then. Yeah. Mm. I think that helps. Um, but, yeah, so, anyway, me and this boy, we talk at practice. Um, and then, eventually, like, he asked me out. And this boy, so, um, I don't know if everything about this just screams this about me, but I'm a little... I don't know, quirky, odd. I rub people the wrong way. People don't really like me. I was not very popular. This boy was very, very popular. Very, he was like the it boy of seventh, eighth grade. Um, As pole vaulters tend to be. Yeah. And um, when he asked me out, everyone lost their minds. Everyone was like, why would he ask you out? This is horrible. Like making fun of me. And then all the guys were just horribly mean to me too. Um, And then funny little anecdote was because i was so nervous this is my first boyfriend um quote-unquote boyfriend um i didn't know what i was supposed to do um after you hold hands and so they were like well because he was also shorter than i was so they said hannah if you get nervous just pick him up so um one day he's walking me to homeroom i legit ask can i pick you up and i pick him up and some people see from my homeroom they run inside the homeroom they tell the entire class and then when i go into class even the teacher is like oh my god like it's just like why did you do that and i was like because y'all told me and they're like we're being facetious why oh my god okay okay so that i picked him up everyone then found out about that well then we don't even last like a week before like um we break up and quote unquote break up and then it comes out oh he went out with me for five dollars it was a bet from the popular guys because he was part of he was one of the popular boys and the other popular boys gave him money um to just have five dollars yeah it was worth five dollars um for a horrible experience and nobody let me forget and then he went out with one of my best friends and then she rubbed it in my face constantly and that's when i realized she wasn't my friend she was the one that was the maid of honor for i don't know if i'd already told you that story but like yeah she was horrible. You were the maid of honor? I was a maid of honor. I thought I'd, I don't know. If For I'd someone make... you don't even like? No, no. I actually loved her She was time. marrying that same pole vault. No, 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 no. She, no. Uh, this, her name was Michaela. 
she was one of my best friends in middle school and she ended up going out with the boy ethan the boy that asked me out she i thought she was my really good friend like i at the time i thought she was my best friend but also again grew up in very abusive household where i really thought that bad relationships were like that's how relationships should be they should be toxic they should make me cry they should treat me like this i just the trauma it was ingrained in me okay so i justified a lot of things in a lot of relationships um anyway michaela was going out with ethan rubbing it in my face that you know he was going out with her and that he only went out with me for a bet and i should be jealous i was like oh okay um and then a couple years after that i guess i don't know maybe five years or something after middle school she got married like right out right out of like high school um and i was her maid of honor and then we had a falling out after that trip like i flew up to vegas to help her plan her wedding she ended up having like a little ceremony during that week that i was supposed to be helping her planning and she was horrible and then we haven't spoken and then like my sister actually was just found her on instagram she's got like three kids that i didn't know about um and we'd always talk growing up like that i was gonna be like the godmother to her kids and stuff and like now she's got three kids i didn't even know about i haven't spoken to her since that so what was the falling out about um no so what had happened what had happened was we don't even have to bleep that one (laughs) no you don't (laughs) um so what had happened was because it was a whole week that i was up there but i had so my friend michaela she had gotten engaged to a man in the military as you do you get engaged pretty quickly after dating so and he wanted to get married the second he got back from deployment And so um, me and her, we'd been planning, like we'd been doing phone conversations a lot. Like my mom even helped. Like we were trying to plan like a wedding in Vegas. And so the plan was I was going to go up for a week and help her scout out locations, help her find her dress and then come back, you know, a month or two from now for the actual ceremony. Why in Vegas? Oh, because that's where she uh, lived. Oh. Yeah. So she, she, that's where he got stationed and then he had to go overseas and then like came back and then like, that's how it worked out. Um. And so go to Vegas and then it turns out she's like, uh, when she picks me up from the airport, it turns out like, hey, so he's actually going to come home this week and we're actually going to get married this week. So you're not helping me plan my wedding for like two months from now. We're getting married this week. So we need to get everything figured out now. And um, for the days that it was just me and her, she was very like, just very mean to me. So like when I was helping her shop and trying to like suggest things or try to help out, she'd be very just like that's stupid that's ugly i don't like that suggestion or like here hold this or like just really like super like mean girl stuff and like i figured okay hey bridezilla she's stressed out i get it um so you know i just kind of took the abuse then when the fiance comes the fiance never really like liked me um so he was just a little like mean to me while i was there and so i was kind of like okay don't talk to me steven i mean i'm just trying to help you plan your wedding and i'm not saying anything offensive i'm like literally just like sitting here while y'all eat breakfast in silence and you're just giving me a dirty look i don't get it but okay did he Um, go to high school with you guys no he was he he came into the picture she moved um he was eight years older (laughs) well yeah he he, so he was older i don't remember how they met but like he's the military so like i guess moving around she met him and like but he was older he was just a dick um one other thing too michaela knew i was coming for a while and she um didn't make a bed for me so i slept on the floor in her guest room which was like a little trash heap room but at the time this was usual this was normal sleeping in a trash room. right this is like (laughs) normal sleeping in trash room um but like i expected a little bit better from michaela but like 
yeah so anyway um then the actual wedding ceremony happened and it was just like she went out of her way to make sure i wasn't like in any of the pictures like i was kind of like okay that's weird um and then she had done this thing where um you know on our way back from the ceremony like i was just asking for food because like all day long we hadn't eaten and i was starving there was no food at the wedding no because it was like it was in like this like little white chapel thing that i think elvis got married into like um there was no food there there wasn't going to be a reception um because it was almost like a loping but not really like his family kind of came up because they were already in vegas Mm -hmm. i think um but so as we're driving home i was just asking i was like hey like we're passing mcdonald's right now can can you just order me some food right here right now and he's like no we're going home it's like okay go home and um there's no food at home he had actually already gotten mad at me when i was ate through all the peanut butter and jelly because that's all i could eat because like there was no food in the house i couldn't drive michaela also like left me home for like eight hours because she didn't take any time off of work so she kept me like locked in her apartment and she wouldn't give me a key so i could leave out and then like i didn't have like a lot of money to like have food like delivered and like i basically was just like living off these peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and i'd already pretty much eat through all that so i was like okay that's fine just don't get me mcdonald's that's fine that's fine anyway we go back to the house and then they immediately just go to their bedroom and like fall asleep i guess and i'm like okay i guess i'll go back to my like little floor bed i fall asleep on the floor bed and then i wake up to michaela standing over me and she's fully dressed dressed like full glam makeup she's standing over me and she's like so me and steven we're ready to go to dinner um but you just woke up but me and steven we're we're ready to go to dinner and you just woke up and i'm like oh okay yeah yeah okay i get it that's fine. totally fine um yeah how about y'all just um maybe on your way back you stop and get me some mcdonald's <laughs> and so um she's like yeah we can do that we'll only be gone a couple hours so she leaves that bitch is gone for like four or five hours she's gone so long and this I'm is just the like, evening of their wedding yeah this is the evening of their wedding okay. and i'm just like starving i'm just like oh my god i need some food i need some food and i'm like I um and I'm I'm going back to I feel like Oliver Twist I'm going to bed hungry so that way I'm just like maybe I won't think about the food they're paying. I wake up and I hear them laughing in the living room and I come out and I'm like hey guys like how was dinner like I wasn't trying to be like a dick or anything I just come out I was like hey guys how was dinner, um and they look at me like I've just like killed the mood, um and they're like it was fine but we're tired I'm like oh okay um well that's cool like you know did they do anything special for like your wedding kind of thing. Um, and like, they just weren't like having small talk with me and Michaela's like, and we didn't stop at McDonald's for you. I was like, Oh, okay. All right. I asked for one thing, but that's cool. Um, and then as they were like leaving to go to their bedroom, I see like this bag on the floor and they had like this mean bulldog that like, didn't like me that like just tore up things too. And they had a bag of food on the floor. So I asked, I was like, Hey, do y'all want me to put this in the refrigerator? So like your dog doesn't get to it. They're like, Oh, I guess you can have the leftovers if you want. And then, like, they just go in their bedroom and shut the door. And so, like, I ate their, like, half-eaten, like, quesadilla. And I was just, like, sobbing. I was like, <laughs> and I just cried and, like, ate the quesadilla. And anyway, that was just, like, one of the most horrible experiences. And she didn't even drive me to the airport. I had to take, like, an hour Uber ride to the airport. I cried the entire time. Like, there's this Uber cycled through, like, a lot of different people, like, in within the Uber. Because it was such a long drive. And I took the cheapest one possible that meant it takes a lot longer. And, like, I was just crying to the Uber driver and crying to the people in the car. And I was like, yo, she was my best friend. I don't get what went wrong. And they were just like, she sounds evil. And I was like, she was. And she didn't even, like, she asked if I had, like, landed in San Antonio. And then when I, I had, she was just like, okay. And that was it. And I never heard from her ever again. And then now the bitch has three kids. 
and that's insane the breakup came at the wedding essentially but like i get like the idea of like you just got married you probably don't want to have to like deal with like i guess hosting but it sounds like she just didn't like you it really like i i don't get it i don't get what a change between me like helping her actively plan for this trip and everything but you said she was mean to you even back then though well yeah she definitely was she was not a nice girl i realized i was like you know when you have that mentality of like i think like kim kardashian had that with like kanye west when she would like describe like kanye's behavior i was like well he's he's mean to everyone but me i think i had that mentality almost with her and then i realized like oh no she she was mean to me Mm -hmm. so she had like really no other friends then either yeah not really okay so it's a bad um, person she was just not a good person and yeah but that thing about me is i'm stupid and naive and i just tracked like i just i'm just like oh yeah it's okay that you're like this like yeah i deserve this and then well you weeded her out yeah don't worry jc i won't help plan your wedding thank you thank you to avoid any conflict mm-hmm. i appreciate it no I, problem. why i mean i know like you asked and they should have just got you mcdonald's what about uber eats this was like Jay. This was like years ago, um, and like Uber Eats is expensive. Yeah, about to say I was like one. Like she lived. Okay, so she lived like not like in Vegas. She lived out in the outskirts of it, like not close to things. So it was a long. Like I said, it was, took over an hour. In and the she Uber. didn't offer to drive you to the airport. No. Did she pick you up from the airport? She picked me up from the airport because it was on like her way home from work. Because <laughs> it's a convenience. Yeah, because like I said, okay. so like she she knew I was coming up. I took I took an entire week off of multiple jobs so that way I could go with her to this like planning her wedding and. She didn't even take time off of her one job for me. Like, not even a day. She left me home alone for eight hours a day. The TV didn't work. Like, I literally had nothing to do. And I was kind of like, I thought I was coming here to do stuff. Like, and I'm cooped up in your apartment. Like, and I couldn't just pay for a ticket to go back. Because, like, I took Frontier to get to that place. Okay? So, like, that tells you. I was really broke. But I spent money. I spent time. I missed out on work. And, like, for her. And uh, she just... I don't know. Didn't like me. I don't know. I well, truly you can rest still assured don't get it. Knowing her husband is probably cheating on her when he goes away for deployment. That or she's cheating on him. So oh, I don't think, or I don't probably think, both. Yeah. Yeah, probably both. I was like, they they were not. I don't. I. She seemed the cheating type. Oh, she's definitely the cheating type. You have you're aware None of, her of cheating. those kids no. are his. <laughs> no, well, she she definitely. That's another reason too, and that's why I could kind of understand. Like, oh, maybe she's like busy because she feels like she's forced into this, and like maybe that's what it is. But then you would be the person she goes to to be nice. And be like, Hannah, this is all the shit I'm going through. Yeah, you would think. I don't. I don't know, man. I really, to this day, like, I don't get what had happened. Um, and I mean, for a while, it had made me sad. But then, like, just again after that experience, I was like, oh my god, you're just, yeah, better friends. Yeah, I was just like, you're just actually terrible. So yeah, glad that that's a chapter that's done and closed. But yeah, how old were you then? I'm gonna say like I don't know, like nineteen. That's like, crazy. She got married that quickly. Yeah, like nineteen twenty. That's wild. Like, yeah, very. It was it was super. It was super young. Mm-hmm. I remember that. And yeah, and I was like, I mean, hey, if you want to get married young, you get married young. When you know, you know. I don't think she knew, but who's to say? I also can't imagine at age nineteen, like, w- like this, like one trusting someone at that age and that emotional maturity, like, plan their own wedding. And also, too, to, like, to host me for a week in their, like, own home. Like, it's just, just too young to do that stuff, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, like I said, she mean, like, so she, because he was in the, 
military air force like i think he yeah. was mostly paying for the apartment so like you know how was, old was he he wasn't so he wasn't eight years older but he was older he was older by a couple of years it's so weird like to be older and then marry a 19 year old like marrying a 19 year old only makes sense when you're like high school sweethearts yeah no that's why i like i mean when i because i mean I, I met my ex when i was like 20 oh yeah you're you a know? person to talk to about that bro like i so that's why i think about it i'm just like oh man that doesn't sit well with me that's why like age differences like even now i'm like oh that's that's weird like i i look back i'm only again like not even a full four or five months out of this relationship that i'm like oh uh you know that was a little like, weird that- i told you that in july when i found what? out hello wilson we're doing something wilson's intruding yeah wilson what are you drinking? Okay. Well, he has my number. Yeah. yeah. Your yeah. We've done this whole yeah, thing in the past. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Okay. Thank you. You are too. That's so funny. Okay, Hannah. It was, it was all worth it. I got called handsome. <laughs> so, okay. But no, no, no. I remember back in July because I had no clue that your dude was that old at the time. Yeah, a lot of people... Uh, How old was he? He's 41. And you are... I'm 26 right now. And you met when you were? Like 20. And he was? Uh, in his 30s. 35. We just had a five-year age difference, but he, we met like a week or two before like I turned 21, I think. You said you just have a five-year age difference? Yeah. Five? 15. 15. Oh, sorry. Yeah, 15. Five 15. is okay. Oh, no, sure. no, sorry. Five sorry. would be like almost reasonable, okay. but yeah. like... Sorry, so... 20 and 25 is already kind of pushing it, in my opinion. Okay, so we... 15 years? Right, so we, we dated for almost five years, and then, yeah, it was a 15-year age difference. Congratulations on getting out of that. Yeah, also, again, you... Like, he was not a looker. I, I'm so glad to say that now. I can say this, but, like, I, Hannah. No, are you kidding me? I, think, I I'm not kidding you. I am incredibly happy for you. I've known you for a day. Congratulations. <laughs> I mean, I still think, uh, I think he's devastatingly handsome, but, um, no, but I think he, I think, anyway, it, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. The looks don't outweigh the other, um, glaringly obvious issues of the relationship. And the blatant racism as well. (laughs) I forget. Well, that, I mean, I don't want to say with blatant racism, but I think he was just like I would call it blatant. Um. When you're shocked because there's a black guy. Yeah, but. It's hard not to call it that i know okay i guess yeah so but i mean it's okay so there was there is um other things but it just it definitely put into perspective just like me being a little more careful or a little more weary about like because i've i always thought like hey age is kind of a number kind of thing like it's not a big deal well yeah you were groomed kind of a little bit i you know i I guess you were 20 but still i I still think that counts yeah yeah i was like no i wouldn't say i wouldn't say i was groomed you weren't old enough to drink your brain was still developing. So I okay. So I okay, but I I wouldn't say I was groomed. I would say I was just naive. You got out of like, like an abusive household. Was twenty years old. Yeah. And then entered the relationship with a way older man. And he was like super mean sometimes. So maybe grooming like. is an apt term, an accurate. Maybe term? not in the legal sense. Yeah. No. But no. But I like it's not 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 appropriate. I don't think it's appropriate in this situation to describe mm-hmm. well like what actual grooming is, but. It was just, like, a perfect storm for me accepting, like, some behavior that it's, like, he clearly demonstrated a lot of times that he didn't prioritize me or didn't care about me. And it wasn't until, like, years into the relationship that 
well, again, I had already been pretty committed to the relationship for like two, three years. And at that point he was like, oh yeah, you, I'm calling my girlfriend now. How'd you guys meet again? Um, we had met through some friends um, because he was friends with my friend's older sister and they were having a house party and he was the oldest guy there. No, so well, he wasn't the oldest because so, he had an older sister. So like she had yeah. a mix of older friends um, and, you know, it it wasn't weird. It wasn't forced. Um, we both just kind of hit it off, but we weren't looking for a relationship at the time. Yeah. Well, he waited two years to call you his girlfriend. Well, okay. But like, that's cause he, he, you know, he would Was tell me things in private. by the age difference. So, yeah, he definitely, so the age difference didn't sit well with him for a while. Um, if only he could have done something about it. And, and, but like, so we, we, cause we had talked, we had, so we had met and then we had talked for a little while and we both just kind of realized like, Hey, we really like each other, but neither of us liked the age difference. I really hated it because I saw my parents hate each other growing up. Oh shit. I forget the yeah. 21 age difference. Hannah. Yeah. And then my, I saw, I saw my parents hate each other growing up. I, at the time that's when my dad's like mental and physical facility started failing too. And so I saw the toll that was taking because like I was still going home on the weekends to, like help yeah. him. my mom begrudgingly took care of him. Like, it's like, do I want this for my life? So like, I didn't want that either. He didn't want that. But you know what? We both were just like, oh, we're just two kids in love. We like each other. Well, well one kid. It's one kid and one middle-aged man. Um, <laughs> Truth? That's not even an exaggeration. That's wild. Yeah, so... Just to reiterate, congratulations. So, I'm very happy for you. You know... And I, I can only imagine good things will come from this. I hope so. I wish you all the best. It was a, it was a, rough, it was a rough couple of months trying to work, work out of that little pit of depression, but you know what? Um, I think just... Now having some more distance and clarity from the situation, I do think it was better because like, yeah, I was with someone who was a lot older and a lot more like content with their life, like not trying to reach and actively do more. Me, like, I was just talking about like, I just finished up with school, but I know I want to do a PhD program. And I know like maybe I'd like to go to Washington DC or I'd like to do like other things with my career in my life that I want to talk about. And he was very much like, gonna kind of live and die in san antonio and mm -hmm. this is what i want to do this is the career that i'm in i'm happy i don't need to try for more which again if you're I, I don't think there's anything wrong with complacency like if you're truly content and happy with your life i'm so happy for you me i think she's my own like again my own like i don't know unhappiness my life's too tumultuous that i can't like handle it like i'm like i need to try for something else um and you know, I think that and the fact that like now I, you know, I know I had no, I have no doubt that he loved me just like I loved him, but you know, I don't think he like liked me for me. And that was something that was really hard for me to cope with. And me talking with my therapist and me talking to my friends was like, yeah, like he doesn't actually think I'm funny. He doesn't like anything that I like. And everything that I like is like stupid or ugly or like wrong. And like he gets mad and I like talk to my friends because he thinks I'm like an annoying or different person. Like those little things that I started realizing, I was like, I was with the guy for five years, like didn't like me. Like, I not only was I with him, like, I loved him. Like, mm -hmm. I truly, honest to God, like fought with everyone about it. And I was like, I love him. So he you, loves me. You grew into like a fully formed person, you know. And then became a fully formed person, and then he, like, you guys broke up. Yeah. Like, that's annoying. 
yeah, like, five years, and, like, when we got into the relationship, like, I... I told him, like, I didn't want to get married. I did not want to get married when we first started dating. But I told him, like, eventually, like, I want to get married, you know? I don't want to waste... I don't want you to waste my time because you think I'm young and I have all this time in the world. Because, like, I'm going to grow attached to you. Like, I already know it. I sense it about you. Because he was the only man I ever, like, loved. He's been the only man. I, he's the only, like, serious, like, real serious relationship I've ever had that... Um, you know, I, I said I love you and I knew I loved him and I talked about a future with him and like Well you guys broke up less than a year ago too. Broke up this yeah, is crazy. Broke broke up with him in um October. Um and then we really like finally like finalized things. Um within the last couple of weeks, like I'm off his phone plan and everything, like we did like the divorce proceeding basically, you know. Um This is also the guy you got into like a fight with and almost broke up with because like you didn't find something funny that he found funny like a comedian's yes. joke oh my god that was what happened that's what happened for 4th of July yeah McKenna's damn brother-in-law basically oh my god I okay so remember how I was talking about like how I don't find I don't find jokes about like my wife's a bitch or my wife should do this or things okay so I don't I don't I'm trying to remember what exactly happened but basically our friend McKenna sends Zoe put in this group chat the girls if you will um she sends us this like clip she's like oh my god look at the stupid fucking thing that my brother-in-law is posting on his social media and it's a clip about a comedian basically just like shitting on his wife kind of thing um and again I don't remember the context I think he was like saying like you know she'd be a better wife if she cooked better if she'd like tried to like dress up a little bit more and like made more effort like just really super like sexist and like talking down about women and his wife okay um and that was supposed to be funny and anyway, as I saw the video, I was, like, kind of disgusted. And I'm like, I'm on the couch. My boyfriend, my ex, is on the other side of the couch. He's like, what are you looking at? I was like, look, look at this stupid joke. And I show him. And he's just like, so? Like, um, I don't get it. Uh, and I was like, well, can you understand, like, why I think, like, you know, I was like, it's not, it's not funny. I think it's a little offensive. He's like, well, why do you think it's offensive? Anyway, we we start going off about it, and he's like, why? That's funny. Like, I don't get why you can't see that that's funny. And I was like, well, can you just, like... <laughs> so he went from being neutral to just being it's hilarious. Yeah, this is the funniest. No, 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 he literally, like, doubles down. I mean, he was like, so he's like, why do you need to censor fun? Like, why are you like this? Why are you so politically correct? And, why? and I was like, can you just, like, can you just tell me that you think it's wrong to talk about, like, your partner like this? Like, can you just tell me that you think it's wrong to think that... You're just trying to censor fun. <laughs> Like, no, like, he, I literally was just like, can you just, like, tell me that you think it's wrong that, like, women should just be, like, baby-making machines and should stay at home? Like, can you just, like, say that to me? And he's like, the fact that you would think that I don't already believe that. And I turned this whole thing until we did not talk. And then the fucking fourth of July happened. We didn't talk for, like, a week or something. Wasn't there, like, something thrown? Um... No, he, oh, he wasn't throwing shit, but he was, like, slamming stuff around because he's just, he's an angry person. So when he would get mad, he would, like, angrily, like, pull, like, because uh, he has, like, a lot of, like, recording equipment and, like, m musical toys and stuff. So he would just be, like, slamming stuff around while I'm, like, sitting on the couch. just kind of like, okay, I thought we were trying to have a conversation, but you're raising your voice, talking to me from the he, other room and slamming stuff. He gets angry and then beats up his instruments? Yeah. <laughs> <I don't... laughs> He is. Yeah, so like it was just like the most ridiculous thing. So like that's another example of like we would get into fights all the time because like 
Man, he would, I would just say something, like, he would make, okay, don't get me wrong, like, okay, if, he made an innocuous comment one time about, like, Jared Leto, and I had recently just read about Jared Leto having, like, kind of, like, being affiliated with a cult, almost, and having sex with underage girls. The validity of this, I do not know. It's Reddit, okay, guys? <laughs> so, whatever, but I had just, I had actually just read that, and so, when... Oh, no. It's a card full, guys. This is so sad. I don't know when it stopped. <laughs> Hey guys, hey guys, the memory card was full. Hannah's gonna continue her story. Okay, um, I think I was talking about Jared Leto being associated with a cult or something that I read on Reddit. Mm. My ex makes a comment about him, and I was like, yeah, you know, it's kind of a shame. I just read something that was a little disappointing about Jared Leto. He's associated with, like, you know, a cult and underage sex, and, you know, I just find that a little disappointing because how do you separate an art from the artist, you know? And he was like, are you kidding me? Why are you acting like he's like a demon for that? Or like, he was just getting so upset. We were at this like nice dinner. Um, and Where was the dinner? It was like the Brazilian steakhouse downtown. Whoa. I don't know what it's called, but Fogo de Chao maybe? Okay. So we were like there. We were actually like celebrating like a nice like event. I don't remember what it was, but then we start, start, we just start fighting about Jared Leto and the fact that I made a comment about that. And I was like, well, can you understand why that would bother me if it's true <laughs> i wonder why the man dating a girl 15 years younger than him doesn't have a problem with <laughs> having sex with underage girls i wonder it's so weird it's really curious it's so odd okay well i don't mean like you know i'm not trying to paint him out to be a creep like really you don't need to <laughs> really just the facts will do okay well but again like when we okay we did have a genuine like relationship it mm -hmm. wasn't just physical it was like an actual like intimacy that we shared with each other to be fair you did just say that you realized he didn't even like the person you were well that too i think but okay but no you i can love someone and dislike them yeah oh. like okay no but like i think but that's like the thing about me for a lot of people is like i'm more than happy to almost like just be like a comfort to people i'm more than happy to almost be like I don't know, a background character of like, hey, I love you and I'm going to support you. I'll take care of you. You're wounded. I'll do what I can to help. I'll do what I can to lift you up. Like, um, and you know, I'm, I can be like a background character. Like with Zoe McKenna, they got very beautiful, strong, lovely personalities. I love them, but like wow. I pale in comparison to them, you know? And I, I recognize that when we hang out and I'm just like, I don't know how these two like beautiful, just extraordinary women are like, want to like, include me or hang out or talk to me because i'm like i'm nothing compared to them and like i feel like that with a lot of people and like with nate too nate had a very or my ex had a very um you know big personality that like again just took a back seat to and so um you know i i think that even in spite of that like he still loved and cared for me it was just like i like her as a background character i like her as like supporting me i like her as just like the partner role not as an equal and i as think that's a mercy what was. as a huh as a mercy main okay i don't get these no as a what mercy main what does that mean dj will get it dj and steven will probably get it steven will also i think get he's it. making overwatch jokes hannah oh, okay i'm gonna get my friends and i um we're getting sick of Fortnite, so we might move to overwatch soon so that's it's fun so I'll messed you know up you get it. sick it's of Fortnite before you invite me Oh, well, we can play so much Overwatch. It's going to be great. Well, we can all play Overwatch now. I can't. JC I don't won't have play a, Overwatch. Well, I don't have a computer. You have a Switch, though. It. I want to Switch. Anyone who's listening, I want to Switch. <laughs> <laughs> They're on their way. They're in the mail, Hannah. Oh, no, but uh, I mean, you can play Overwatch on like 
anything. I guess, but it's like one of those like shooter games where like if you play with the remote, then I mean I'm not gonna be good well, that's regardless. How you play Fortnite, you play well. Most people, I mean, you could play with a computer. I no, because I tried playing with a remote at first with some of those games, and I was so bad. And then I did it with the there's a learning point curve. and click, and it was so easy. Yeah, there's just a learning curve with some some things. Yeah. But we'll teach you. Okay. I mean, it's going to be fine. I'm going to have to learn how to play Overwatch, so, like, we can both suck together. Okay. Well, I'll suck. Like, you will get good, and I will still suck is the thing. Well, it's because I play first-person shooter games, like, on my, like, PlayStation. So, I hope I'm a little bit better than you. That's so hurtful. I would I hope. I play Minecraft. Well, no, I would, I would hope again. Oh. Well, okay, okay. But I don't know if the part was, like, chopped off because of our SD card running out of memory. Mm-hmm. But Angry Man was the snake character. Mm-hmm. banging instruments, mm-hmm. loved unfunny comedians, mm-hmm. and now he's no longer in your life, so it works out. Yeah, so, I mean, and I'm... I. Obviously, it's a stressful situation to get out of and in the aftermath of it, and it's probably not the most joyous occasion, but I hope you know it's... We're all very happy for you. Yeah, no, I mean, everyone has to keep uh, reminding me how happy they are for me, um, as if that, like, somehow, like, Makes it makes easier. It better, easier <laughs> um, yeah. No, but I they're mean, happy. Why aren't you? Come on. It's, well, so like again, the sentiment—it's not lost on me. I'm so thankful for all the people in my life that like truly care about me. Um, when again, I feel so undeserving of all the love that I receive. But, um, yeah, it's just my own like little brain. Like I just like y'all, man. Like I was Big telling brain. Jay, no, it's a little peanut brain. Oh, shoot. Um, no, I like I was telling because I was telling Jay like I was like I'm not sleeping, man. The days are blurring together. Like. I like I can't sleep at night and like you know I can't, I mean don't get me wrong like it's been since like October that you know I I sh- shared a bed with my ex but I was just like man like it's hard to go from like sleeping with like a person consistently to like not just like sleeping in like a queen bed by yourself and I'm like <gasps> my cat keeps me up at night and I can't sleep and I sleep only like two hours at a time and I just I can't I can't sleep it's just very like it's an adjustment for sure. I imagine the rash didn't help with the sleep. Oh, yes. <laughs> really quickly, are you still dreaming? No. Uh, if you're getting two hours of sleep each night? Not really. No, I just I wake up and I'm like, ooh. That's, that's not very good. You need to be dreaming. I know. I know. I sleep. I can't. I can't sleep. I take ten milligrams of melatonin. It's not like helping, dude. I had a stress. Try dream magnesium. Okay. Adding magnesium to melatonin helps a lot of people. Okay, I'll try that. Um, but I think Jay was trying to make his um, not so subtle segue into the. Uh, he also rash. had a random interjection well, yeah, I about just, I had. Oh, I remembered this morning I kept going in and out of sleep because of my Hannah. I don't know if you've heard. I have no power in my apartment, right? Yeah, I remember. And I have a moonlight little like sun lamp <laughs> in my bedroom. Okay. Yeah. That I got off of Amazon for free. And how'd you get it for free? Because I had like a coupon. <laughs> Could you get a coupon? <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> I remember this happening. Yeah. Okay. So. Uh, this this lamp apparently when the power comes on and it's already plugged in, tur- its default for when it turns on is rainbow. <laughs> it starts flashing rainbow, <laughs> changing the color. Stop! Of- stop! <laughs> and so, t- twice in the middle of the night, my room was just flashing <laughs> rainbow, Rain. <laughs> and I would wake up. And so my dreams were a little choppy, is the point. <laughs> and also bizarrely colorful. <laughs> And then what sucked too is the the last time when it was rainbow, I was like, oh, thank God, the power's back on. Yeah. And then I woke up and it was off again, which sucks. It's just bad to wake up to. But one of the dreams was, this is so irrelevant, but I just remembered it, was you and me, Grayson, we were going with Steven back to Arizona. Oh? But we we were going to drive there. 
and we had a concert to get to that night at like 6 p.m. Was so, this a real event or is this no, is a dream? No, okay. in my dream. <laughs> so we had like figured out enough time to get to Arizona for the concert. And we let Steven navigate. We did not let Steven <laughs> navigate. We would never do that, not even in dream form. <laughs> and I just, I guess I kept like thinking like, oh, we'll have enough time, we'll have enough time. And I kept pushing back when we were going to go and pushing back when we were going to go. And then it got to like 6 p.m. And the concert's in like two hours. <laughs> And I still hadn't picked you guys up. <laughs> and I was freaking out. So bad. Okay, that was a stress dream. That was funny. No, it was messed up. It was messed up. But you should dream, Hannah. You should get dreams. You should have dreams. Dreams are very important. No, I know. Um, this is, so just because he was talking about the flashing lights, I just feel like I, I want to tell this one story because when else am I going to be able to tell it? Um, but there The was... next time you're on the podcast, of Oh, course. you know what? That's actually a fair point. We'll but you can tell it now. Well, or then. I was like, I want y'all to invite me back on. This yeah, is fun. You'll be invited. Okay. You can be on my stream too. Yeah, I'll definitely stream with you. So, me and Grayson are going to hit it off. Okay. Without me. Well, I mean, again, I'll teach you how to play Overwatch so you can get better. Okay. But you, that's just like so presumptuous. You say, I'll teach you. You don't know. Well, I play a lot of games. I, I grew up being a PC gamer and then I switched to my PlayStation. Well, I grew up being a PC gamer too. I played Minecraft and Club Penguin and Webkins. You know, we've talked about this. Yeah. <laughs> A lot. Club Penguin's great. I mean, I miss it, so. As we all Did do. you ever play Bean Counter? Mm-mm. Do you remember what Bean Counter is? Mm-mm. It was the game in the coffee shop where you catch the flying, like, bags of coffee beans. Oh, okay. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I have the world record in that. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, he says this. It's a little misleading. I have the highest score ever achieved. But that's like, let's say you take a test, right? And the test is 10 questions. If you get all 10 questions right... Do you have the, the high score in that test? No one else has gotten this high score, to be clear. That he's aware of. Okay. It's never been recorded of anyone else ever getting it. I don't know what my classmates' grades were. As far as I'm aware, I'm the only one that got a 10 out of 10. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm the only person with lo- the highest uh, possible uh, score in Club Penguin Bean Counter. In my logic? Yeah. I like, Thank your, you. Your logic makes sense, but, like... I'd be a little curious, like, look it up. Like, I'm sure they have something written about, like, the world record holder. And then the video where Grayson gets the world record because it was on his stream. World record? On his stream? Don't put quotation marks around that. It's the world record. (laughs) What's it? Is it our friend Will? Talking about Legos. Talking about, like, (laughs) Legos and, like, gay Deadpool or something. It was really weird. And the comments are just about what Will was talking about instead of Grayson's world record. (laughs) It's so weird. I love that so much. That's so funny. But, Hannah. Jay. We need to talk. We need to, to wrap up this podcast. And what better you. way to do it than talking about your physical illness of the past few weeks since you okay. moved back to Austin? Yeah, so let me get my phone ready to show you, Grayson. Oh, boy. Oh, so what? Okay, let me just see. Oh, man, there's just so much that goes into this. But basically, um, I, so just a, not even a full week after I had moved to Austin, like I had moved, I had moved up to Austin Monday morning. Like I'd spent the weekend in San Antonio, moved up to Austin Monday morning, go through my week. Friday is when I kind of noticed that I have like, um, some like bumps on my arm that are like just very like minor, like goose, like goosebumps kind of thing, but they're like a little red and I'm like, oh, okay. I don't know what that is, but it's fine. Um, next morning I wake up, I go to urgent care and, um, and the bumps are, are still there. The doctor is like, oh, that's just, I don't know normal i don't know maybe you put some perfume on you or something it's just not sitting well you know you should be fine um the next morning i wake up sunday morning this is now sunday 
I wake up and I now have it all over my face and my arms and my legs and my body. And it's kind of weird. It's not everywhere, but it's enough that it's like, I feel like I should be concerned. Um, and so then um, I go to urgent care. And when I go into urgent care, they all start freaking out because they're like, Hannah, as we're Hannah, you, the patient, as I'm looking at you, your rash is getting so much worse. It's spreading to your ears. It's spread. It's getting worse. Um, we need to give you an IV right now. We need to pump you full of drugs. We need to, I don't know what the fuck's wrong with you, but we got to do something now because you're going to go to the ER soon if we don't fix this. Um, Grayson, I am a little bitch when it comes to doctors. I have white coat syndrome. We have a lot of friends that are medical professionals. Like all of Miss Heather's like friends are all doctors or nurses in some way, shape or form. Grew up with so many medical professionals. Okay. I still cry talking to a doctor. Like, I go into a doctor's office, totally sane. Soon as they start talking medical stuff to me or bring out a needle, like, I just have panic attacks. I don't speak in tongues. I don't thrash about. I don't hurt nurses. But, like, I cry (laughs) to a pathetic degree that makes them uncomfortable. So I tell them. I was like, hey, while I'm still lucid and sober, just know I'm going to make you feel really uncomfortable. Like, you are going to feel uncomfortable that a 26-year-old woman is, like, crying like a child right now. And they don't fully believe it until they see it. And then when they see it, they are like, oh, God. Okay. Anyway, so then as the doctors are like, oh, my God, Hannah, we need to pump you with an IV. I'm like, I don't like IVs. I don't like blood draws. I don't like, I don't like anything like that. I start crying immediately. Um, and they're like, we can't wait to act now. We have to do it or you're going to go to the ER. And I'm like, please, my friends aren't here. I don't know what's going on. I thought you were just going to give me some medicine crying um then they give me the the iv full of drugs and um it's just not like a fun time i'm crying the entire time the nurses are a little irritated with me she's like why are you crying the iv's been in your arm for like 30 minutes i was like because i can feel it um and so like this is how the rash started okay so this is like friday night Mm -hmm. okay this is like uh saturday morning Mm mm-hmm Red bumps. So this is Sunday morning. Lots of red bumps. Kind of like hives or something. Yeah. This is Sunday morning. That's some red bumps. And then that's spreading everywhere. It looks like a like really bad acne when it was on your face. Yeah. Okay. Um. And then okay. Is there a climax photo? Yeah. So I'll I'll eventually get there. Okay. Okay. Good. 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 So Sunday they make me. They hook me up to an IV for like an hour and a half. They pump me full of so many drugs. They take out a lot of blood. They're running tests. They're doing whatever. They prescribe me a ton of prescription meds, and it just makes me loopy as hell um, because it's a lot of pills. And I'm like, oh okay. All of them say may cause drowsiness. Do not operate heavy machinery. They make me loopy. and then I thought you were about to say they made me operate heavy machinery. <laughs> no, no, no. no, and so, so so that was Sunday, and then Monday I wake up and I'm even worse. He drugged me up and stuck me on a forklift. Damn it! So no, they didn't do that. Um, this is so sad. Such a dumb joke. <laughs> so then. Hannah's searching. She's doing her best to find these photos, guys. Yeah, okay. And so then the next morning, Monday, when I'm supposed to come back to Austin, look at this, okay? It's getting worse on my face. It's getting worse on my body. It's just like, mm-hmm. like okay? 
So that's what happens to me. So then I go back to urgent care. They do more goddamn tests on me. And then they give me a shot in my ass. I've never received a shot in my ass before. It was the most painful thing I've ever experienced. I cried a lot during it. And then they had to keep me like for a that while. That was the because, most like, painful thing you've ever experienced? Okay, there was a lot of painful things I've experienced, Jay. But I cried okay. like a little bitch during that, okay? And they were so mean to me during it. But then thankfully one of the PAs who had seen me the day before, she was just kind of like, girl, you need like some medication or something like you need to calm down <laughs> so she gave me some that's how i got the anxiety medication that night. oh you know <laughs> that's how i got the anxiety medication because of this whole ordeal so this is what has like led to my spiraling out so you life. don't take like anxiety meds generally like just in your life no well i mean I'm, have you considered them yeah so i've been so <laughs> i had been prescribed uh antidepressants and some anxiety meds uh-huh. and like I, I've been off. I tried them off and on over the years, mm-hmm. and I just never stuck with it's them. It's the best way to do them. Um, <laughs> off and on. Yeah, I know. Anyway, so point is, like, I just kept getting this rash. Let me just try and find another picture. Um, this was like mid last week. Okay, this is so like it just stayed and it was all over my body. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and like still I'm going to urgent care. No one knows what's wrong with me. That's when I finally asked like our friend Cynthia, um, what's going on. She doesn't know her doctor friend doesn't know. This Cynthia is, is also medical. Do you see? I look like sloth. Do you see my eye? Do you see what was happening to me? Listen, I don't see sloth, but that looks like a miserable state to be in. Oh my God. It was so bad. And anyway, then finally, finally I go see a dermatologist and the dermatologist is like, uh, you know, I, I really can't say for sure. I think we might need to do a biopsy. And I was like, no, please be sure. Please be sure before you do that to me. Please, please. What else could it be? What do you think? She's like, well, I think maybe it could be hives. Maybe you're just having a really allergic, a really delayed allergic reaction to some medication. Because I would was taking amoxicillin. Like, I just finished taking amoxicillin when I moved to Austin um, the week before. Are we skipping part of the story? No. No? Okay. What? Yeah, no. The original diagnosis? That you got from a couple doctors? Oh my god, okay, that, yeah, okay. Okay, <laughs> okay well, so, the, so here's the original diagnosis was actually, um, so when I go in with the full body rash that no longer is on my arms, it's, it's, it's everywhere, um, the doctors, unprompted by me, fucking look me dead in the eye, Grayson, unprompted by me, and they say, Oh my god, you have a syphilis rash. Syphilis like the STD, the thing that made Napoleon's dick fall off. Syphilis rash. And I'm like, oh my god, oh my god. I've been like, are you fucking kidding me? You're telling me, one, I got a syphilis rash. Two, I have to get a motherfucking STD. I I have to get a motherfucking IV. I have to get all these blood work and shots and all this medication because of my ex? You're gonna tell me that? Um... Thankfully, it turned out just as being an allergic reaction. Um, not syphilis. Not syphilis, That's thank God. Good. Didn't multiple um, doctors tell you that it was an STD? Yes. Okay. So, like, that, no, like they were like, that's an STD. That's, that's, that's a syphilis rash. That's a syphilis rash. Oh, my God. Um, thankfully, fucking, you know, just got the results back eventually, and they were just like, not syphilis. And I was like, so y'all are treating me for a fucking thing. <laughs> That, like, obviously that's why I'm getting fucking worse. Like, it was around my eye. Like, he saw it was around my eyes, okay? Like, I was like, dude, I can't go into the office like this. Like, I had to miss a whole week of work. Remember I said sessions only 140 days? Mm-hmm. I missed a whole goddamn week of work because I couldn't go into the office looking the way that I did. And There's like 20 of those. It was just really, really bad. And so, um, 
Anyway, I ended up being just an allergic reaction to amoxicillin. Thankfully, they got me on some medication, but like, I still got a little bit of the rash on me. Like now, like it's on my chest and like it's on my arms a little bit. Like it looks like I'm sunburned still. Like it's still on my like legs, and I wonder like. I don't know. Am I like permanently stained or something? Stained. Like okay, well because like I have very like pale like skin, not alabaster like your sister, but it's very pale. Okay, so like the fact that like for me to have like you know such like notable like red blemishes like on the skin that look like scars almost, I just look like disfigured. I didn't have a whole lot going for me before, but at least I had like nice skin, and now I'm like oh my god, like I oh my god, you know it's just really bad, and so that's how I am right now. So it's been over like a week or something since I've had like the full blown like rash and uh yeah it's anyways still there. it's still there it's still there and I finished all my meds and I was supposed to go see my doctor tomorrow but I'm not gonna be able to see my doctor tomorrow because I have to go to do some stuff for work tomorrow um but I have to go see her next week normally just... people um put preference towards seeing the doctor over work I don't know I'll take an airplane ride man yeah I want to go up in the airplane um. <laughs> So anyway, that's why I was just like, <sighs> is it lightening up still or is it like it's been pretty stable where it's at? No, I mean, it's light. It's it is light lightening up. Yeah, I'm sure it'll go up. away. Pipes go away. Well, OK, but like, dude, like this long, I just really worry I'm going to look like this forever. Like, thankfully, it's not on my face, but like my face, like it's like I, I again, like I'm not saying I've had flawless skin. I don't. But I've always had very just very like light, pale skin um, that like, you know. It's all pretty evenly colored and like I wake up in the morning and my skin's like red and splotchy and like I have to like, you know, put on like, like face makeup and everything so I don't look like red and splotchy and it's just like, am I gonna have to do this every day for the rest of my life? I can't do this on my arms. I can't do this on my legs. I can't do this on my tummy. It's everywhere. Because okay? like usually an allergic reaction, you know, those go away. But sometimes when you're treated for syphilis. It yeah. might make it a little different how your body recovers. Yeah, man, for a couple of days. And so that's why when I went back to the doctor, I was like, so, motherfuckers, like, I got the test results back. It's negative And I syphilis. definitely have cancer. <laughs> I was just like, oh, my God. I was like, so you've been treating me for the wrong thing. First, not only were you treating me for the wrong thing, y'all were, like, dicks about it. And then y'all kept doing these, like, you kept shooting me with shots and you kept doing things that weren't even helping. Like you traumatized me for no reason. Like I'm not going back to the doctor this year. Like <laughs> this I, year, this That's year, a wild statement to make. There's well, so like, much year left. I can't, I can't, I can't y'all. Like I got, there was so many needles and so much poking and prodding that like, I would actually just, I can't like, if I ever end up in a hospital, like RIP me, I told your sister and McKenna, I said, y'all, I, I honest God, I don't know what I'll be able to do. Like, I couldn't I couldn't do it so I'm gonna that's why I'm trying to live a healthy life that's why I'm really getting into the gold fit that's why I was like Jay I'm waiting to eat pizza this week until we can see each other so I can justify like eating pizza and the pizza we ate didn't even feel unhealthy it was really good pizza yeah. via 313 plug um but like yeah so like really trying to just I'm gonna be as healthy as possible my body will be a temple um I'm just going to like focus on like health mental health physical health because like I can't go to a doctor I can't do it so that's um that was that. That was a very fun time moving to Austin. Woo! So. If it's any comfort, my mom had hives for like a year and they all went away. So like it takes time, but it goes away. Any year. Well, no, she had the hives. Like they kept oh, the coming hives for, were the, there for a year. Well, because it was caused by a decaying tooth from an old root canal yeah. that was stuck in her jaw. So her entire jaw got infected. Is that the same jaw infection that led to cancer? That led to cancer. Oh, okay. But it, in the meantime, before the cancer, she just got a bunch of hives for, like, an extended period of time and got no explanation from doctors wow. as to why it was happening. 
But they went away. But you got an explanation. She just had to go through cancer to get to go away. Okay. Near fatal cancer. Jesus Christ. Should have been fatal. Yes. That's scary. Very. Um. Well, she's doing great now, though. That's good. I'm glad she's thriving. Um. I don't. That's terrible. I also don't want this to last for a year. That's not good. I won't. Summer's It'll coming up eventually. It'll be gone by summer. I don't know. I mean, I'm a guy. Maybe it's a little different for me. But I feel like if I had like red splotches on me, I'd be like, oh my gosh, this is like cool. <laughs> it's a conversation start. Yeah. No, it's like because you're a guy. Yeah. Like. But, I like, like I, look- I care about my appearance. I'm a vain person, you know? But I'd be like, oh, people might think I'm a burn victim, you know? <laughs> no, Ooh. people definitely do think, like, because of the way my knees look, like, if I wasn't wearing, like, it's very cold in Austin right now, so I can't, like, pull up my jeans to show y'all easily because they're skinny jeans. But, like, my I look, I look like a burn victim almost, but, like, diseased also. Like, I look <laughs> diseased and burned. Diseased and burn I'm just, victim. like, so horribly aware of it, and I have to, like don't get me wrong like it's not like i mean I, I work in a professional environment so it's not like i'm like dressing any like specific way but i like to wear dresses you know like i like to wear things like show my show my arms like, i like to do that no i have to go and looking like a damn nun buttoned up like to the like oh, hillary clinton yeah and I'm just like, i don't think people are gonna judge if you got like red like especially if people think you look like a burn victim no one's gonna be like like They'll just be like, oh, they'll be understanding. They'll be like, oh my gosh, she suffered. It might earn you some sympathy points. Who knows? I don't know. Maybe. But I'm horribly aware of it. And I'm just also like. It makes sense. "Uh." So anyway, that's that was my fun story. And that's still on the road to recovery. But at least I'm not in like pain anymore. Before it was like, like itchy and like actually felt like sunburn was tight. And it was just like. Oh my god! I'm gonna scratch my eyes out. I was I was gonna scratch my ears off. I was gonna pull like a Van Gogh kind of thing and just like cut my ears off because like they hurt so much. Um, and now we're all good. I have both ears. Woo. Do you have a, a working shower again? Yes, thankfully I do have a working shower. So like everything like lines up. All the problems work out, and then a winter storm happens, and now you're without power sometimes. Yeah. Okay. No, actually the power went out yesterday, right in the middle of like a Fortnite match with my friends. No. I was like killing it, and then like I heard my friend behind me was like, "Behind you, behind you!" And I was like, "Yeah!" And then like boom, the TV, everything went dark, and I was like, "No!" And then my friends were like, "Your power went out." I was like, "Yeah," because they're all like in San Antonio or Bernie and stuff, and so. They were like, oh, yeah, figured as much. It's like, so that's my sign to get off for the time being, guys. Sorry about that. And I think this is our sign to get off. Yeah. For this episode of Boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. <gasps> oh, wow. The companion show to the Boy, oh, boy podcast. Hannah, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. Th- thank you. You gave us so much of your time. It's been over two hours. We I promise think. we won't ruin your political career. I would really appreciate that. Um, but yeah, I had a lot of fun. Guys. We personally won't ruin it. But <laughs> who knows do? what all this? You used the c word on this podcast. Yeah, I don't remember That'll the context that I haunt. used it, but I'm pretty sure it was your pertinent. wedding friend. And who knows what's uh, under all those bleeps that we had? Oh in. my gosh! All of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, we do because we keep the original file. Oh yeah, locked safe away. Of course, of course. Hold it for ransom. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the hot mic. Oh yeah, that's been going too. <laughs> Okay. That's that's only uh, for our Patreon subscribers. Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll be back. Well, who knows with another boy, oh boy, oh boy. But eventually. He's get spaced out. There are every few months, but we'll be back. Goodbye, everybody. Adios. Bye.